0: Number one, Star Wars. Number two, comics. Number three, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Number four, Mario. Number five, Weird Al. Number six, Batman. Number seven, Cal-El. Number eight, The Simpsons. Number nine, TV. Number ten, every single band that I stole all their MP3s. but before they all sold out. Say it all together if you're with me now. Nerds ruin everything. Nerds ruin everything. Say nerds ruin everything. Nerds ruin
1: everything.
2: Nerds ruin everything. Hey, everybody. Welcome Say back nerds to Nerds Ruin everything. everything. I'm Logan.
0: And I'm Adam.
2: And we're going to talk about a bunch of shit, because, uh, I, don't, I don't know, we, we didn't really have, n- like, nothing big premiered, nothing, no. uh, um, we're just kind of still watching the same stuff, but a uh, little bit of news, uh, we were just talking about the Dick Tracy thing, so let's, let's talk about that, so, uh, Warren Beatty uh, I, I think this was on AMC too, right? Yeah, uh, this was
0: also on AMC. <laughs> um, AMC AMC is in the freaking bag for Warren Beatty. Like that's all yeah. I gotta say. So um, he put up this uh,
2: this new special, I guess. Uh, yeah. that, that features him, uh, him as Warren Beatty, him as Dick Tracy. And uh, Leonard Malton,
0: Malton, yep, and and Ben 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 Mankiewicz, who looks very 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 uncomfortable with this all. <laughs> but but Leonard Malton's having the time of his life. Like I mean, like he did in the first one. <laughs> so uh, the, the
2: idea is that like it's Dick Tracy giving Warren Beatty crap about there not being another Dick Tracy. Are something to that effect. Um, yes, which is similar to a previous special from I don't know, fifteen years ago.
1: Yeah, um, that,
2: that he that also nobody, produced. That yeah, also he produ- Nobody Pro- saw.
0: <laughs> yeah, produced and directed. And I'll be honest with you, it, it's I'm it's wild. Like, like the, it's wild that that people have forgot. Like. So can I just talk about like how we've like, we've like pop culture has moved on from Warren Beatty, like so much so that people just like people in our era don't even remember who Warren Beatty was uh, and how much of a big deal he was. Like, you know, he's like the first he's one of the first director or actors turned directors that won an Academy Award. I mean, he's the one that started that fucking trend with Reds, which uh, let me just give you a side conversation. Um. When I was a kid, I hated that movie. For no reason. Other than, like, it was a three-hour movie that I thought was boring. Yeah. When I I finally got to see the movie, holy shit, that's a really good... It's a really great movie. And it's, a like, it was at a moment where Warren Beatty was was intelligent enough to know that there's only one man in the world that could steal a woman away from him, and it was Jack Nicholson. And, (laughs) like, uh, like, it's just, it's a wild, like... It, it, Warren Beatty, in general, is just a very now problematic person. Like you know, his his career before has become very problematic um, with all this crazy shit. But like, like Dick Tracy, like is it? It's just like wild that this guy is continuing on trying to get a Dick Tracy movie made. I mean, it, well, that's the end of it, right? So,
2: I, I, yeah, I I don't understand. Why there hasn't been one? Like the the first movie was, I mean, I guess you could consider successful. I mean, yeah, in that this age of like billion dollar superhero box office, no, it's not. But like, it was, you know, a pretty successful movie, and a sequel just never materialized for whatever reason. But mm-hmm. so the 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 deal is that. Like, he bought the rights from Tribune Media back in the 90s. And so he made the movie. He retained the rights. He says that he has the rights regardless. Tribune has always stated that, like, there's, like, most things... There's a time limit. Like if you, something is not yeah. in production by X number of years, rights reverse back to Tribune Media. Well, mm-hmm. so they went to court. Um, he produced this like first weird Dick Tracy short. And like as they're going to court and a judge decrees it, like that's enough for him to retain the rights. So this weird yep. short comes out, another sequel – doesn't happen and is this happening because there's another court case coming or is this like his knee-jerk reaction to like holy shit a lot of people are getting sued over the rights to things um it, like there's there's been a lot of talk with Disney uh Disney's copyright you know yeah. things possibly expiring Just shit like that, you know So Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's weird, man But this is weird But it's It feels even weirder That somebody hasn't Like, if he does have the rights Why isn't he talking to somebody Like, this is a movie that can be made And not be
0: terrible well, I mean, especially if you think about um, the movie itself, like Dick Tracy, the movie. Like, if you've not seen it recently, it is—it's actually retained its freshness because of how square it is, and because of his insistence to to make it like a three uh, a three color panel like comic book. It's it's wildly like, and then if you add in like like you know the musical numbers, it becomes even fresher because like a lot of, a lot of kids nowadays, like with Bollywood, uh, with Bollywood movies, with their, with their integration of musical numbers in them, even in the most wild of movies, like spy, hardcore spy movies, they'll have musical numbers. Um, and kids just watching whatever they watch on, like, you know, wanting to watch on, um, Netflix and YouTube or Netflix, Hulu and YouTube, you get this sense that, like the Dick Tra- like like watching 1990s Dick Tracy that Warren Beatty directed, which is a very, if you look at it at the time, it was a very square movie. Like it really was. Like I thought about it and I'm like, I loved it as a kid, but it's a very kind of like of the era, that era, it is so grubs against the grain. But if you if you look at it and you watch it and you tell somebody that it was made in 1990 you'd be hard pressed especially with all the actors under all of the makeup that they're under to really believe other than Madonna other the, than that to believe that it was made in 1990 because it's such a almost ageless piece but a sharply acute one that understands that like it just magically lucked into a lot of things that like like you know kids uh nowadays are really into um but yeah it does draw the question why is they're not like i mean there was a move. okay so um there are the novelization actually spun um at least three sequels based off of Warren Beatty's ideas for the next Dick Tracy. Cause like his next Dick Tracy two was supposed to be Dick Tracy two, Dick, tra- Dick Tracy goes to war. That's what it was called. And that's a very, like you and I both know that's a very, very of the era type of name. Yeah. Or, or I don't, no, 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 It wasn't even Dick Tracy two. It was just called Dick Tracy goes to war. Um, and Max, uh, Max Allen Collins, if you guys know um, who he is, which you, if you guys listen to us and you guys are comic book fans, you absolutely should know. He was the one who actually did the the adaptation, the novelization, but he also did the sequel. And it was based off of a, an idea that Warren Beatty had. And if you've ever read it, it's a wild sequel. Like, it is a very wild sequel. It is kind of like, like it's even crazier than the idea of Captain America, the first Avenger, but it's kind of, it's weirdly parallels that in that kind of pulpy sort of way with like fighting Nazis, like fighting mutated Nazis and and stuff. It's wild. I don't know, man. Like I was always in the bag for this. It it was weird that a guy that I didn't know at the time, like I didn't know who Warren Beatty was back in 1990. um, Other than he, he directed and starred in reds was doing this action movie, like our comic book action movie. Um, so it's weird, yeah. Like the whole thing of like the rights. I think it's more. I think the Zoom call was preemptive. Like honestly, I think it was preemptive because it was so. I don't like. I had a hard time getting through it because it was very embarrassing. Like it was like it wasn't like, <laughs> it wasn't per- it wasn't like the office where it's purposely like uh, the comedy of uncomfortable. It was just uncomfortable. Like it was exactly what it would be like if my my dad or. It would be like no 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 yeah I, I know exactly what it would be like. It would be like if they forced Harrison Ford to be Harrison Ford to and talking to Indiana Jones. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I, I'm uh, interested to watch it just to just for the novelty of it all. But yeah, it does feel like this like truly sad thing. Um, in like. I don't, I don't know, like, if it were Warren Beatty, like, trying to hold on to, like, or, or trying to show, like, some kind of relevancy for him as an actor, mm-hmm. then, like, I guess it would be even sadder, but it would be kind of understandable, but, like, doing it to hold on to the rights to something that you haven't budged on in 30 years, like, just feels... Weird man. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, no, it really does. Okay, so uh, the thing is, is that okay? So for all of the the wildly weird. Okay, so the AMC special, the first one, fuck that thing's wild. Like you have to see it, dude. Like I stumbled upon it because you know, like you and I probably do the same thing where we'll look up something on Wikipedia or Google, and it'll just lead us to a deep dive of research, right? For no other reason than your own entertainment. Um, and I think it was it was about I, I think it, like I think it, what prompted it was a conversation that we had about comic books and like the Rocketeer and stuff like that, um, because, you know, I'm a huge fan for the Rocketeer. But it ended up being that I found this special and I watched it and I could not believe that it was directed, starring and written by Warren Beatty. He produced it with his own money um, on the on the Disney lot um with like and then it was it was shown once on amc i don't remember ever it being promoted so it was almost like a dump but watching this thing it's wild this yeah. fucking thing is wild because he literally is playing dick tracy and like having a full-on conversation with leonard Moulton, who's totally in the back for this the first time like he's totally in love with this idea like Leonard her mom's like what i get to talk to dick tracy Oh, that's great. This is great. Um, but it's just it's it's really weird to watch it because you're like watching this and you're like, okay, so they're talking about Dick Tracy almost like it's like a reintroduction to the character um for a new audience, but the new audience, because of the way that the special is designed, is literally like if they were in like 1945. Like, that's literally, so, like, this this is made for no one. Absolutely no one except for Warren Beatty. So it's, like, a weird kind of, like, insight into him and what he thinks of this character. And it's, it's not wrong, but it is wildly, like, it's like Dick Tracy, the movie. Like, like, when you watch it and you think about what was happening in 1990, this is a very weird aberration. You know, other than the other than the like the casting of like all the superstars, but most of them in heavy makeup. Yeah, it it was it was a very old fashioned movie, right? I mean, so much so that like when they changed the stunt doubles, the stunt double was like a linebacker for the fucking uh, for, for for the Raiders. It, it, this dude looked like 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 any there was an action scene, you knew that it wasn't fucking Warren Beatty. Um, that's the kind of weirdness that. Like Dick Tracy is but it's still I mean I'll be honest like I love it because of that Um, but it's just I don't know this whole thing is just a wild ass thing like he's Warren Beatty's 86 years old like and he he doesn't look it but he sounds it if that sounds correct like I don't know if you saw any of the like like the clips of this thing yeah and it's just and it's just like wow dude I'm like wow like you're really like you're you're really you're really old dude like you're hitting hit 90 and i can see it it's like you and clint eastwood both um which is odd because like it's so funny because like warren Beatty initially wanted clint eastwood to play dick tracy um yeah. in his first iteration of <clears throat> dick tracy when he just wanted to direct it um, but yeah uh i don't know man like it's it's weird like i'm into like you know i'm we all know i'm into detective stories
1: well but
2: it, this it one, makes I me want to revisit the movie because I probably haven't seen it in thirty years. So um I I got it on D V D somewhere. Um it, it's yeah, it was such a like odd thing. And <laughs> like I think it's still like Warren Beatty's highest grossing film. Um,
0: it is. Well it, un- unadjusted, but Uh, Like, I think Adjusted, uh, what's the can't follow me to heaven? The one where he plays the quarterback, the vanity project. That's the biggest one. Adjusted. But Unadjusted, yeah, no, it's his biggest hit. I mean, it made him relevant for like two seconds. I mean, we didn't buy any of the, like, we as kids didn't buy any 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 of the action figures. I mean, you remember that? (laughs) Do you remember? Like, they used to have, I think even 60 Minutes did this whole thing about which one was it? Which was the character that they... That that they did this whole thing about the homeless man that uh, <laughs> the homeless abuser. Uh, yeah. Car- Bob the not it was a Bob the goon. Uh, oh man, I would love Bob that, the goon. Bob the goon, guy, man. <laughs> yeah. I, and just a side note: how much would I, I love Tracy Walter so much that anytime I go to comic cons, I try to find a Bob the goon in a, like mint in the mint in the box. Yeah. No punch, but I can never find one. Like yeah. I really I, I I want a no punch. Uh, card, card stock Because I love Tracy Walter that much But um, I can't remember what character it was But they did this whole huge thing They made a whole, whole huge issue with it But uh, I just remember like The movie But not wanting any of the toys Because the toys just didn't look Like it wasn't culturally It wasn't like a cultural Nuclear that, bomb that they thought it was going to be
2: And the, the toys The toys look so cheap like, yeah, they, they did. they so like they look like toys from nineteen fifty. Like <laughs> they really it, did. it was so bad. They really like did. they they didn't even have like the articulation of like He Man figures, you know? Or the yeah. sculpts of him he- like they were so generic and looked so cheaply made. They had no like personality to them.
0: They really um, didn't they but, really
2: didn't yeah I, I yeah i really want to revisit this i want it's not on disney plus is it no it is it is oh it is okay it is on disney plus i think
0: i i can give me two seconds
1: so i can find out i at least i want to i want to a... hear
2: the the uh the score too because like i know the that elfman worked on this like directly off of batman and i know that he specific like Somewhere there's an interview with Danny Elfman talking about the score, and he's like, "Yeah, Warren Beatty's insane." <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and it was okay. So, like, here's the best part about that one is that he worked on it concurrently with Darkman, and okay, I've heard I've heard rumors that that he kept all of his good stuff for Raimi, and he gave all of his like recycled. Batman, not used stuff to Dick Tracy. So, well, like, I mean, Dick if Trace-
2: Warren Beatty was that difficult, then yeah, I can absolutely see. being like, yeah, I have all this stuff from like the, the B sides or unused stuff from Batman and Darkman, and like, hey, Warren, what about this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, it is no longer on there, and it is also no longer on. Um. Uh, no, no longer on, um, fucking, um, Hulu, uh, but there is a DVD or there is a Blu-ray, um, that they produced, uh, I think in two, 2012, uh, from a transfer that Dick, uh, that, um, that Warren Beatty did, um, at the time, or maybe it was 2010, because it was the 30, uh, the 20th anniversary, but I can tell you for sure that it's out there, it's like seven bucks. It's not very expensive. Yeah. Um, I but might it's, have it's a, the
2: Blu ray. I don't, I know I had it on DVD. I don't know if I ever upgraded to a Blu ray copy or not. So,
0: yeah. I um, mean, it was a, it was an okay, it, it like now it's wild because like he didn't have, he just didn't have like, he had ev- like, he had like the cream of the crop of like behind the scenes, um, behind the scenes uh creatives working on dick tracy at the time. I mean, not just Danny Elfman, but I mean he got uh you know, he got Vitaro Sororo, who's like like a famous, famous fucking cinematographer from Italy. He does Bertolucci's films. He did um he like he's won multiple Oscars and he had him working on this because he loved the way that he worked in the primary colors and it, it's just it's wild to think that he had so much. Um, he had so much in this movie. Uh, like had so. Like Pacino, I mean, there's like
2: Steven Sondheim Chim- songs.
0: Ste- like, songs. Yeah. Sung sung by fucking not only Madonna but sung by um, Manny Patinkin. Like Manny yeah. Patinkin is just cast as the piano dude who gets his fucking fingers broke. But is it like it? But but he is there because he is supposed to be singing. Like Manny Patinkin. Who like let us like 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 the goat when it comes to like musicals? Like he was like the guy for musicals and, and Stephen Stephen Sondheim musicals. I mean that's that's crazy, right? Like uh, William Forsythe, uh, Glenn Headley, uh, Charlie Kiermosko. Like when he was a little kid and he meant something. Uh, uh, you want to talk Cassell. about
2: a career? That kid has the greatest short career. Of any actor. Maybe in the history of Hollywood. Like. You worked with Warren Beatty. And Madonna. And then. He was in. What about Bob. Directed by. um, uh, Frank Oz. Frank Oz. Starring like. Bill Murray. And. um,
0: uh, Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah Richard
2: Dreyfuss. (laughs) Who.
0: who can tell you who can probably tell you the real life story of Dreyfus literally almost murdering bill Murray because bill Murray was a piece of shit on that show. Yeah. Like, like literally got into so much character and loved to just fuck with people so bad that he put Richard Dreyfus into a state to where he strangled him and started punching him in the fucking face. Like that, like that movie to me, the movie is just as wild as the stories I've heard about it. But yes, and then of course,
2: and Hook, I mean, I mean Hook, Spielberg, Hook. Hoffman, Robin Williams, uh Julia Roberts. I mean, the 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 dude has. Well, I guess he's really because he's in Can't Hardly Wait too. Probably, the pinnacle of like '90s, like Kids. teen comedy kind of romps. Like it yeah. is it. It's one that's not. Like so many of those are problematic And it's not But I mean it it can be But like it's not It's not American Pie where it's like Jesus man
1: (laughs) How how did this
2: pass the muster Um, (laughs) I
0: look at I look at American Pie now And I just go Fucking late 90s man Like that's what it was I mean it's like you watch that movie now And you go there's a there's a this is a movie where a, a reported sixteen year old is fucking a pie. Yeah,
2: I mean, I mean, and can, they're, they're like secretly filming a girl, like girl. Yeah, yes. it's just like so weird, but yeah, that 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 kid, man, like the stories he must have because, well, like, you're in like that those handful of movies and like he had there's like another one called the doctor that he's in yes with, with Bill Hurts yeah uh, and that 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 has a pretty good cast through Adam Markin, Mandy Patinkin um you know but like you were only in a handful of movies and you literally worked with some of the like literally the best of all time like, yeah. you, you were directed by Warren Beatty, Steven Spielberg, Frank Oz. Frank Oz. <laughs> uh, I
0: mean, after that, you don't – and then, like, you don't – I mean, you know, it, it was funny because, like, I was reading about him, and it, it said, like – and, I mean, shit, after Hook, I probably – after, like, I've heard some of the stories that happened on Hook and just how wild it was – Um like, like, after Hook, he was just like, I'm gonna go, I'm not gonna be an actor anymore. And, I mean, like, if you think about it, like, after that kind of experience, like, I mean, that movie, I've heard, I've heard tell rumors about, like, how much that movie cost. And it's the movie that really sunk Disney-Sony. It wasn't any other movie. It was that movie because they wanted Spielberg so bad. And they were catering to Spielberg's every need and every want, and those sets are fucking real. Like it's before, it's right at the dawn of CGI. So there's some yeah. good CGI in there. But I mean, like that set, like, like that, that whole Captain Hook like Marina set was like was like completely one set yeah. on the on the Sony line. I mean, it's just wild. And um, but this kid, like, you know, I mean he's not a kid, he's my age. I mean, he's our age. But, I mean, like, to have that kind of career, I mean, I guess you just kind of can't do it, right? Like, you just go, I'm out. Peace. I'm directed by Spielberg in his Peter Pan movie. I can't do better than that as a kid. Like, everything else is just going to be spinning wheels. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I do love Ken hartley wait. Like, I I really do. I, I own that on Blu-ray. That's one of my favorites. Um. Actually... Like I saw it, I've seen it probably 30 times Because I was a projectionist And I projected that movie in the summer of 98 um, Any movie in the summer of 98 I probably saw 25 to 30 times <laughs> uh, um, Something about Mary Which is something that we talked about recently um, I saw that probably a hundred times um, Well we talked about Bobby and Peter Farley Yeah. Um, I've seen which that s- probably a hundred times You just saw that new movie um... Yes which I cannot talk about um, until next episode because that's when my uh, that's when the whatchamacallit McCall yeah. <laughs> But I can I can say I I, I mean uh, Logan knows my feelings. But what I can say is this: um, if you heard our last conversations about about um, about this and the Ringer, uh, not the podcast network, though I do love them, um, <laughs> but the Ringer, I think that. Fans of that will be pleasantly surprised, and fans no, and fans that don't like that film will be surprised. Um, right. And I'll leave it at that. I'm uh,
2: excited be- to see it. So hopefully, I'll get a chance. I won't get a chance to see it next week. Next week will be oh no no,
0: no. Uh, March 10th. It comes out March 10th. I saw. Oh, okay. them. <laughs> they're trying. I think that they're doing a bunch of uh, screen like. When I get, like, okay, so Insider Baseball, guys, I, I I mean, of course, I have my site, so, like, I have PR companies that are, like, you know, get to see advanced screenings so that I can write up reviews for it. Um, They have so many advanced screenings, I think it's because they want to get the word out for this. And I would say no more, no less. But um, um I got...
2: Yeah, that's not uncommon for, uh, like, this far in advance for movies like that. Um, yes. Because you, you want to build up a lot of, like, positive buzz and goodwill for, for like, those kind of heartwarming comedies, so.
0: Yes. Um, and I think they're trying to, they're trying to uh, time it with some of the Special Olympic events that are happening coming yeah. up. Um, and then also because the final, four, because it deals with basketball. Yeah. Which, if anybody follows me on uh, if anybody follows me on social media knows that I'm a huge <laughs> basketball fan.
1: Yeah, I've been seeing um, the
0: tweets. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's coming up around Final Four or, or uh, March Madness. So that's the reason why they scheduled it at that time. I find it interesting because it is a very heavy basketball movie. It it takes basketball seriously, which I love, but. I'm I'm curious to see. Like, we'll talk a little bit more about it um, when I'm able to talk more about it um, in the technicalities of it. But I really I I, I, I will make a full push on this one. Mm-hmm. But yes, um, and Logan actually knows my my feelings about this movie. So well,
2: I so, yeah. I do think like uh, just from like a, like an outsider point of view, like mm-hmm. when there are super early screenings happening, like. To me, that's always positive. Like, confidence, right? Yeah. Uh, because it's when a studio is just like, yeah, we're, especially for a comedy, but in I- anything in general, when the studio is just like, yeah, we're not screening this. Um, That's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> yes. This is not good. <laughs> like, <laughs> they do not want anybody to, like, leak that, like, hey, don't go fucking see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it always, uh, when, uh, I thought it came out before March, but that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, when you texted me that you got to see it, I was like, oh, that's, that's good. Like, yeah. you know, so I, I won't feel like uh, I'm going to waste my money going to see this, which uh, no, I don't, you know, I, I was listening to, oh, it was Brett Goldstein's podcast. And I they were, they were that. talking about the Fairlies and, um. Uh, the Jack Black movie came up. Uh, Shallow How. Oh,
0: uh, Shallow How. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and <laughs> they were talking about like what uh, like fucking weird, horrible like concept for a movie that's like like it goes against its own message and like it could <laughs> it really could not knows. be made today and just all this stuff. Um. So, that, just Tony probably,
0: Robbins alone. Just yeah. Tony Robbins alone. Like that first ten to fifteen minutes is. But okay, so like, here's the thing, like, it could be made now, but the thing is, is that guys like Jason Alexander's character and Jack Black's character are literally the fucking internet now. Yeah, they're literally the fucking internet, and it's like but you make them the, that he- <laughs> you make him the here. Like, it's just, it's really weird and complicated when you think about some of the stuff that they do. Like, like the idea like, behind
2: the movie is like, yes, look shouldn't matter. Personality is important. Like, yeah. you know, it's what's on the inside that counts, but like the movie itself, is so the exact opposite of that because like he's, he's, that's who he is, and yeah. it's kind of what you wind up promoting, but not really. And like, it, yeah, it, it's such a weird ass movie. But uh, I, um, the one that I think gets that doesn't get mentioned enough probably is the one with Greg Kinnear and Matt Damon. Um, oh,
0: stuck on you yeah. as a <laughs> as a as a guy who's a who's a twin, not a conjoined twin, but as a twin. Um, do they get the do they get like because I mean, we've never talked about this because I mean, you know I, like I have separate I have separate relationships with both you and and Ryan and I never like to talk about the twin stuff because the twin stuff is always kind of like you probably fucking hear it from everybody and I don't really need to know, but at the same time I'm curious, did they get the twin stuff right in? not the like again not the conjoined twins stuff but just like twins having like life together and stuff is that stuff that even though it's hyper realized and really weird I mean, sometimes
2: kind of kind of sort of um okay you know it, it's it's such a weird that it's funny cuz a friend of mine was texting me mm-hmm. earlier and uh she was asked. she was watching some show with her daughter and she was like uh uh, it's weird how she approached it She was like mm-hmm. you know how you have Kind of a slight lisp And I was like yes I'm aware of how I sound And she was like oh, Okay so I'm watching this show And they're twins and one of them Has a lisp and the other one doesn't And I don't understand Why one would and one wouldn't I was like lisps are not Genetic <laughs> what, Yeah, What is wrong with you <laughs> Oh my god i was like oh elizabeth it's something you get from genetics it's something no. with your uh, like the way your mouth forms and she was like yeah exactly. but wouldn't, wouldn't it all form the same i was like no <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> Gen- you're not the same person <laughs> no you have same genetic material but you don't like a fuck i mean you don't both grow a limp if, yeah. If one gets a This is not Dead Ringers and shit. <laughs> this funny. is not a Cronenberg film.
2: Yeah, I'm, we're. Uh, it's funny because uh, when we were in school, ah, um, uh-huh. uh, the one thing, especially the uh, the boys or the guys, would always be like, "Oh, y'all are twins. Are, are you like the twins from GI Joe? <laughs> like oh that was God. like the one thing that." Because I mean, GI Joe was such a huge part. If you were our yeah. age, it was such a thing. Oh, yeah. And those, the evil twins, the Tomax and Zamat, but like, yeah. so if I hit you, are you going to feel it? I'm like, yeah, that's not you the way that idiots. works.
0: <laughs> well, why don't we find out? And you fucking punch them and go, did he feel that? No, he fucking <laughs> didn't. You fucking idiots. Yeah, don't punch um, my brother. <laughs> don't punch me. <laughs> You know what? That makes so much sense now why Ryan put up uh, why Ryan had the um had the avatar he did on a lot of his social media oh, for yeah. a time. That's like that makes why. so much sense. I, yeah. did, I didn't that,
2: I didn't tell you this. I I made a post about it on Facebook, but I know you're not huh? really active on Facebook. Yeah. Um I, I was right after Christmas. Um, um I had a family member in town whose car is long story short, his car broke down <sighs> had to be towed to a dealership in montgomery to be fixed and i took him to montgomery um to pick it up and mm-hmm. i dropped him off and i kind of just bummed around uh montgomery for a few hours looking for like nerdy shit um like you do in a city you yes. never go to first thing i do is like do they have a comic book store <laughs> exactly. um and i wound up hitting up a target and because I, I love going to targets and walmart's in other cities because like they'll always have something they always seem more well stocked than the city i live in so
0: oh absolutely especially (laughs) with the bunkos and everything like you know all the yeah no
2: like it's always the same
0: shit at mine (laughs) (laughs) because
2: nobody buys anything so nothing ever gets restocked so i'm like yeah this shit's been here for like six months um so i go in target and i'm walking up and down the aisles and I don't know if you've seen, like, so uh, everybody's releasing like the Star Wars black figures. Yeah. Every Hasbro has their own line for like everything now. Like there are these like masterwork He-Man series that look yes. incredible, and they started putting out. It's called G.I. Joe Classified series.
0: Oh, okay. So it's like the Black Label, or it's like yes. the Black series for. Okay.
2: So and, and they have uh, a handful out. And I, I've seen Like um, The Baroness I've seen Destro looks fucking amazing um, Oh
0: shit Yeah you uh, guys the, uh, the Snake Eyes Deluxe looks fucking I have not
2: seen him Holy uh, shit It him. comes
0: with a little stand and everything Like a little yeah. Bushido I'm the way of the I'm I'm the way of the ninja yep. Oh my goodness They look, what they is... look incredible um, Yeah
2: but I've only seen a couple at my local Target. Walmart doesn't have them at all. Um, So I'm in this Target and I'm walking Uh up and down the aisles and they have a whole bunch of them. But sitting there on the shelf, literally next to each other are Tomax
0: and Sigma. No. Oh my God, I'm seeing them now. I'm looking at, like I have like a a checklist thing that has uh, actionfigure411.com has this like list. And I'm seeing them. Oh my goodness, dude! Like this is great. These so yeah, great. I was like, well, I kind of have to get these now.
2: So, yeah, seriously. So yeah, I was. I went. I bought both of them. It was like my Christmas present to myself. So. Um, oh, that is amazing. Yeah, they look. They look really, really cool. Um, <laughs> they really I, do. Uh, it, I mean, if you're into GI Joe, like it is. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty great. Uh. I mean, it it is literally the Star Wars Black Series for uh, the G.I. Joe figures. The one thing I'll say, and maybe it's because they're doing sculpts based off animated things and not Uh live action people. The female sculpts for these figures are better than anything that they produce for the Star Wars figures. I don't know what it is about, like, Leia, they can usually... Get mostly right But like it seems yeah. like every other female character They do a sculpt for Like I, I don't know I just, just want to be like Have you ever seen a woman's face man Like <laughs> No woman looks like that <laughs> Like no, they, they all look horrible So um,
0: Oh my god I have to okay so like just a side note They have a snake eyes and timber And I need that fucking thing Yeah, I just need it oh my goodness Oh my goodness, good lord Sergeant Slaughter, are you fucking kidding me?
2: Yeah, there's a bunch of them, man and Oh like,
0: man I, I was so,
2: cause I, like I said All I ever see, I see like Lady J, the Baroness And every yeah. once in a while I come across Destro Um, yeah. I hadn't seen Snake Eyes before I, I Is there, I think there's a Storm Shadow? Yes, um,
0: there is a Storm shadow, a shadow And he looks just as badass Yeah,
2: I, I hadn't seen. I, I think I've seen like either. I think I I saw Duke uh, at the local Target too, um, but they only had like a couple of him. It might Duke but, or one of them.
0: But the the Storm Shadow one is the one from the Arctic Mission episodes. Yeah,
1: yeah. So he's
0: got the like. It's not the full on white uh, Storm Shadow, um, though. I mean, they have like. It looks like they have about sixty five of them so far.
2: Yeah, that's fucking
0: incredible. Uh, Tomex
2: and Zayma are like 43 and 44. So yeah, they they have got quite a number of them.
0: Dude, um, they, they've got they've got they've got Falcon, Vincent uh, Vincent R Falcone.
2: Yeah. Like
0: that that's how deep they're going with this stuff. That's incredible. Like that's literally incredible. Like I like
2: This is making me want to revisit the GI Joe movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, n- now okay here's the funnier part is that roadblock looks like terry cruz and now yeah. all i fucking want is a movie where terry yeah. cruz plays roadblock are you yeah. fucking kidding me either him it looks like like they melded terry cruz and uh what's his name from uh mike coulter and they merged yeah. them together um which is hilarious because um I may have seen Plane, which is a fucking terrible movie. But Mike Coulter is like, I want to be action star supreme. I don't care if it's B movies or Z movies or A movies, but I want to, to be action star and literally steals. the. I mean, it's not hard to steal it from Jerry Butler. I mean, it's not hard to steal anything from <laughs> George Butler, the, the king of the B movies nowadays. But I will say this much. That movie is fucking stupid. It's almost it's vilely racist. It's basically a 1980s movie. Right. Um, uh, it's just an excuse to kill, to, to kill um, Filipino pirates. That's what their their whole thing is in that movie. But I will say this, Mike Coulter, th- this dude is just like manly waiting for an action film that he can star in where he can beat the shit out of people. Like, that's literally like, that's the thing I took away from it. It was like, wow, Gerard Butler. Wow. You, like, I can tell the level of drunk you are, hungover you are, and it's not even like, like, my favorite movie of Gerard Butler's in the recent memory is the one, uh, is the heat ripoff that he did, uh, with, uh, uh, Shea Jackson Jr., um, um uh, oh, fuck, oh, what is it called, I can't even think of it now, um, yeah, It's, the, like, it's the heat remake I mean basically it's the heat yeah. remake but, but with a twist at the end um, What is it called uh, Let's see here I'm just going to look up Gerard Butler movies And I, I guarantee <laughs> you it's going to be at the top uh, No oddly it's A Den of Thieves That's yeah. my favorite But part of the reason why it's my favorite Is because they literally let Gerard Butler Be hung over Gerard Butler That we know that he is in real life and it just kind of like, like, you can tell that they filmed it in order because of the amount of crustiness that Gerard Butler is in that movie. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, Mike Colter. Uh, go see, uh, watch Plane with Mike Colter, um, not Gerard Butler, um, and be astonished at how racist it got. Um <laughs> Like, but it, it, it's, it's wild, right? Like Gerard Butler's career. Like, I know that we've gone like on a weird side tangent, but he's a dude that, okay, so would you rather have another movie of G.I. Joe or would you rather have it very specifically, not a fucking Netflix series, not a Hulu series, but an Amazon Prime series of G.I. Joe starring somebody like a Gerard Butler and all these B-level actors? Um, but done by Amazon. But done by Amazon. Done by like, say, let's give it to Goldberg, uh, uh, Goldberg and Rogan and their production company or okay. spit something out.
2: Yeah, I, w- I think I would enjoy that. You know, like yeah. ten episode seasons. Um, yeah, but like I, I would, I would dig on a new movie too. Like it's weird we're talking about Dick Tracy, but like yeah. G.I. Joe is another one. Like it's weird. That that's not a franchise Right? It's weird that they Fucked that up Like How do you fuck that up man? Like It has All of the Like It's there It's just there Like You have Hundreds Like a hundred characters Like You don't have to get them all in But like You just But you fucked it up Like I I don't get it man Like I just Do not get it Um, It's
0: like like, Okay so like if I was the showrunner for G.I. Joe You know what the first thing I would do Is I wouldn't even have G.I. Joe In the first episode You know what I would do I would tell the true fucking origin story Of Cobra Commander
2: Like the the show origin Where he's like a used car salesman Yes yeah, it's like yes. it basically just starts a cult that becomes a terrorist organization.
1: <laughs>
0: yes, I would I would so have that. I, that would be my first that would be my first thing. And I would here's the thing is that I would wait until Anthony Starr is finished with the boys because I'd want Anthony Starr as Cobra Commander. Yeah, I just yeah, that would I be feel perfect. like I feel like he like. If you just do it the first step, like you just do that first episode as a pilot, like a 120-minute or a, like a two-hour pilot, and you let me chart Cobra Commander to the point to where he becomes Cobra Commander, and you let you let Anthony Starr put on the hood, but it's reverse of Mandalorian, where he doesn't like you know, we see him before, but then he never takes it off. Man, yeah. I would be Like he's the kind of guy that I would feel like would start as a used car salesman and somehow end up as like, you know, proud boys, which essentially like, you know, that's what, (laughs) that's what the Cobra. Which which is so
2: weird when you get into the movie and they just, they retcon it in such a weird way where it's like Cobra law and it's so fucking bizarre, man.
0: (laughs) It really is. Well. Like like that whole se- Okay so like the three movies right You have I mean you have G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra Which is such a Steven Summers movie Like it's goofy It's weird He does a whole bunch of stupid shit That he should have never have done um, I-, I
2: wonder how much of it was just pressure From like the studio You know Yeah, Where it's yeah. just like no, no, This absolutely. is not what I Because you watch The Mummy And you're like Yeah this guy should make a G.I. Joe movie And then you watch Rise of Cobra And you're like what the fuck happened?
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, he has the right people at the time, right? But here's the thing. I feel like his Duke and Cobra Commander were, should have been switched. I know that sounds weird, but there's something about Joseph Gordon-Levitt I feel like that's more relatable as Duke. And yeah. uh, Ch- Charming Potato, Channing Tatum, feels like, like I said, like I don't know, like there's something about like he, he almost could be Destro, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> um uh, hashtag Charming Potato. I I'm going to wait like just a little side combo. I'm actually like in the household of, in the household of Kautzer. you know that I'm the one that's actually excited about seeing Magic Mike and <laughs> <laughs> not my wife. My wife doesn't like Charming Potato at all. I mean, he's he, he is who he is to her. But I mean I like the first two Magic Mike movies. They're more guy movies than you would ever fucking think. Um, but this one is kind of, I don't know, it's kind of awesome. Like, I don't know, Sexy Time with, with Selma Hayek, Selma Hayek getting her flowers, which, thank God they recasted that movie. I'm just going to say. I'm not going to say who got casted, but you all you have to do is look up Google and who was originally cast and who got kicked off. Um, and, I mean, Selma Hayek charming potato doing his dance thing i mean you kind of can't go wrong right um that's the movies he should be doing not gi joe rise of cobra yeah but but okay so like but then we go to gi joe retaliation and what do they do they make it a rock movie what the fuck dude like yeah like like i don't know like if when i was a like okay I'm all for. Bruce Willis is kind
2: of fun in that movie.
0: Oh my god, dude, uh, Joe Coulter
2: (laughs) Yeah, and and honestly, Walton Goggins is fucking fantastic as Firefly in that movie. Like he has so much fun. Like I I was, he was my favorite part of that. Um, I I do think that the second one is a better movie than the first one. Not that it's a good movie, but
0: I do think it's a better (laughs) movie well it's 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 shorter by about 20 uh, I think about by 10 or 15 minutes it's like it's sub to it's like even I think it's like an hour and 40 minutes which I always love but what I also love is that the cast is actually you're right like the cast is almost better in the sequel than it is in the first movie um. Like they understood that Lee uh, byung Hung was like a star that they really should let do whatever he's gonna do. Um I like DJ Katrana. I like I liked him more in uh, from Dust Till Dawn the TV series, but his flint is okay. Um, but Riza, I mean, like anytime you've got Riza in the movie yeah. in a movie, in a Kung Fu movie, or he's directing a Kung Fu movie, I'm all there for. Um, it's kind of it's it is fun. Like it's a lot, a lot of fun. Um, I mean, uh, I don't tell my wife, but Adrian Pe- uh, Peccalelli, um, like she's like it's even now still. Like she may not be Wonder Woman, but man, that lady she J-
2: definitely wasn't Wonder Woman. <laughs> that,
0: like,
2: <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> um, I think that pilot is like you could probably watch it on YouTube. Oh, it's
0: terrible. Oh, but, yeah. oh
2: my God, man! Like uh, I, I, a couple of years ago, I finally watched it, and I was like. Oh my god man I'm so glad this never made it to television.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um but the, I mean can you agree that the best the the best moment in like the best uh, the best thing in that sh- in that movie is the is the mountain action set piece, right? Oh yeah, it's so good. Like, like it, it's
2: yeah, it, it's <laughs> yeah, I never got around to the Snake Eyes movie. Um
0: Okay. So the Snake Eyes movie is basically, I don't mind it. I don't mind it because, you know, it works in certain ways. Um, I like, okay, so like, I like the pairing. I like Henry Golding. Um, I feel like Henry Golding is a superstar trying to find the right vehicle. Like, and he just hasn't found it, right? He's kind of like, he reminds me of Carl Urban in a lot of ways where it's like, give carl urban another five years and he's going to be a star like he's one of those guys where he hits 50 and then he's going to be in all the movies right like carl urban's our age and he was just not you know i don't know it's just something about the dudes like that henry golden the same way and he's good as snake eyes and storm shadow played by andrew uh koji he's good too and like you know shout out to them finally actually getting a like a japanese actor to play at least one of these uh japanese centric characters well actually not snake eyes um but storm shadow at least but it's good samara weaving is it's interesting how they use her because they don't use her she's scarlet but she's very sparingly used until the end she's kind of a supporting character because it's you know it's pre gi joe uh so it's more of a Yakuza movie. If that makes sense. So yeah. if you like Yakuza movies. Um, and they got the same guys that. So the reason why eco Uwais is in it. Um, is because they got the guys that did. The raid and the raid 2 to do the action. So the action. It's good. It, it's. Oh god I can't even describe it. Because it's like it's almost the raid. But it doesn't because it's PG-13. It doesn't have the brutalness. So it's not as impactful. But it's still good. Like the action has still got that raid type of like feel to it. It just it doesn't have like when bones break or backs get split in two in the raid or blood happens, it just doesn't happen in that movie. Um uh, I might have I might have i'm I might I think I might actually have an extra copy of. it. I'll get it out to you if I do. um. But did you hear that there's a new there's a third one? I didn't even realize this. It's in active development. Uh, no, that's DJ Caruso. Yeah, DJ Caruso is like getting it together. I mean, it's under it's under what's his name, the Ellison guy, David Ellison, and um, what is what is his Skydance?
1: Yeah. But
0: they're, they're they're working on another on another one. It looks like. Um, well I know, I
2: know Hasbro has wanted to do like ha- has wanted to be Marvelized. Like that that's been their goal for a while now. Like for people to think about like their products the way people think about Marvel, like, oh it's a new yeah. Hasbro movie, oh a new like new Transformers movie, uh G.I. Joe, uh, you know, and um like they just haven't been able to get it off the ground. I mean, I, I hope Beast Wars is fun, um, but, like, you know, I'm not holding out a ton of hope. Bumblebee I thought was great, and I thought oh, it would yeah. be the reboot that that franchise needed. It just, I, I think they spent so much of their goodwill on those last two Transformers movies that people were just like, nope. Not doing it, man. <laughs> yeah. So if they had
0: if they had put the Bumblebee movie in between those two other ridiculousnesses, yeah. um, because realistically, Bumblebee should have been the movie that the first Transformers movie was. Yep. Was supposed to be, yep. like, literally, if you had started that, like, like uh, if you had started that in that time frame, like, and you had the act, like, you had Shia in in that movie. I feel like it've been it would have been exactly what we wanted which was an amblin movie. Like we wanted Transformers as an amblin movie. Like it's very easy, it's very simple. It's like basically Back to the Future or whatever and you just instead of a robot it's Optimus Prime. Or instead of uh, instead of Christopher Lloyd it's Optimus Prime. Yeah. Um but you know that's either new here and there. Um but I like sections of retaliation. I haven't seen Rise of Cobra since the dvd or the blu-ray came out yeah Um, i don't think i have either well the one thing that i do remember from that is that um what's his name uh like uh uh future uh at the time future academy award nominee brendan Fraser shows up as sergeant slaughter who was supposed to be sergeant slaughter but he's not really sergeant slaughter but he shows up on a segue do you remember that yeah, Like he's like he's like rolling on a Segway and I'm like wait, wait 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 This is the cameo? I'm like
1: yeah, This is so. And Slaughter? it's
2: literally like 30 seconds of yeah. like Him just being like hey And then like rolling away and it's like Damn like you know it, Honestly he's the Guy that should have been The star of those movies Like it, it, mm-hmm. you know Coming off his uh, You know mummy movies Um yeah, I. But I also know that, like, he was, like, it, he was having a tough time at that point. So maybe, yeah, you know, in you know, studios being studios, they always want to go with the young, hot, whatever. So, and Channing Tatum was, it at the, well, I mean, he's still kind of it, but like, he's not. <laughs> he is.
0: Honey, he's still hot. He's
2: not. He's not that young anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> 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 why is it that? Like, we've gotten to the age now where, like, the dudes that were, like, the young Turks during our, our era have turned into, like, like the dudes that we watched in their 30s and 40s now, right? It's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, though some of them are accepting daddy-zaddy status, and other ones continue to date 19-year-olds and get made fun of, um, yeah. which is very <laughs> odd, right? <laughs> Warren Beatty Jr. here. We're not going like, to, like, he hit, like... I don't think that we've ever talked about this dude. Like we've never talked about DiCaprio in the, on, on our podcast. Like it's funny. No. Like we've actually we've actually actively not talked about him.
2: There was uh, there was a time where I was like, oh man, like I was kind of in his camp. Like there was yeah. the young Leo where I was just like, fuck that kid. Um, <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> and
2: then there was like the the 30 year old Leo where I was like, man, he's so good. And, like, I don't know. The, like, I guess 40 year old Leo, I'm just like, yeah, he's still a good actor, man, but, like, I don't think I can watch his stuff anymore.
0: (laughs) Well, it's for me, like, (laughs) it's that he's not, he's trying to stay the same. Like, you know, the same person. Like, the same, like, he's literally become the, like, you know, like, you know how, like, the whole thing in The Aviator is that, is that Howard Hughes is basically the same person he was as a child yeah. as he was as an adult, right? Literally, that's fucking what, like, people used to make fun of Leo in that role, and, like, like before internet became meme-centric, like, there was always that whole thing of, like, you know, it's gonna be funny when, when Leo hits 60, and he's gonna be the same person he was at 19 as he is at 60. And the thing is, is that he's 49 right now, and literally, he's the same dude. And that's scary like that's yeah. scary that the internet has been so accurate. Like my favorite I, thing recently has been the whole thing of like the comparisons. Like Pedro Pedro and Bella uh and Bella being compared even though they're like basically adopted father and daughter and they have that relationship but they're the same age as Leo and his new whatever you want to call her. Yeah. Sad. It's, yeah, it's yeah, it's very um yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's go on to this other stuff before before the before so the Leo Hive gets. to we, us. we
2: were you're talking about so a possible new GI Joe film coming. Yeah, uh, in sequel era realm talk, uh, Disney dropped a bunch of like, hey, we're making sequels to yes these movies like so, which the Frozen one I, like. That wasn't a surprise. I, no, I would have assumed we were going to get a Frozen three anyway. The yeah. first two were fucking massive successes. Exactly. Um,
0: not just on like not just like box office, but just culturally. Yeah, they were huge successes. Um, yeah. Um. But uh, how do you feel about a Toy Story five? <laughs> Um, the fact that they're cutting seven thousand jobs, fuck you, Disney. I mean, yeah. like you know you're 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 gonna make you're gonna make something that's gonna make a billion dollars easily. like all of these things are gonna be billion dollars, but you're cutting seven um, that shouldn't incur into my thoughts about this, but at the same time it kind of does. but here's the thing. Toy Story like so Toy Story three is the apex of Toy Story. Like, there's never going to be a Toy Story that Toy is more than that movie does, right? For me. I, I'm, an, I'm an outlier. I'm an, I'm an okay. outlier. Okay, so you love Toy Story 4. I, um, I think it's a
2: fucking perfect film. Like, I haven't rewatched it, in, but when I saw it in the theater, I was like, this is a perfect film.
0: Okay. So. Okay. Um, I'm not... Okay, so like... <sighs> So if Toy for me, if Toy Story is hundred percent, Toy Story three is hundred percent, right? Like perfection for me. Toy Story four was eighty eight percent, and that bothered me a great deal because you ended so on top for me, and yeah. my concern is you're you're playing okay, you're now playing, you're now messing with the rep of Toy Story. I I'm okay with Toy Story four. Because you wanted to end it in a way that you wanted to end it. Like, you, like it almost feels like Toy Story 4 is an asterisk. It's like an epilogue to me. Because you need to get Boo and you need to solve Boo and, and um, Woody's story, right? You need to resolve that somehow, right? So this is almost, it almost feels like an epilogue. Which, as we've both talked about with epilogues and things that uh, like in, like say, the Dark Tower universe. Um, for me, here it's diminishing returns. So my concern is, you're going to bat to Toy Story five. Man, um, that's a that's a that's a gamble in the long term. In the short term, you know, it's going to make two billion dollars easily. It's going to make a billion dollars again because people are so in the bag for it, right? So I'm 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 not surprised, but I'm concerned. Because you can't bring back the originals because the original, the the original director is so fucking toxic. He ended up having to skip out of they kicked him out of Disney and he went over to someplace yeah. else. Um so I'm not sure, but it makes perfect business sense, right? Like, it, it's like saying, there are going to be no more Spider-Man movies. Fuck you, there's not going to be no more Spider-Man movies. <laughs> this this company is in the business of making money, and, you know.
2: Yeah, so, Zootopia surprises me, too. Like,
0: I, I'm actually not, because I've heard
2: kids love Zootopia. They, like, like, that's their jam. Yeah, it became this, like, success after the fact. Like, it was yes. not a box office, like, runaway... It wasn't Frozen, like, no. but it became, like, I, I can see it as, like, they're looking at streaming numbers and going, like, kids, like, people are watching this, like, we didn't have the box office at the time, because it's, it's an unproven thing, but, like, it became an aftermarket success, um, yep. you know, it, s- it, 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 it's... And it's a good movie. Like it really is really funny.
0: And and the thing is, is that it's the it's the it's the T V series, I think, that sealed it for them. Was that it did great numbers, from what I understood. Yeah. Um, which didn't surprise me because like from what I understand, like there are like in the new era of kids like kid era like movies, that is as important as frozen as is important as another one that I'm surprised that we haven't gotten the full it's coming in 2026 in Canto. Yeah. Which I, I haven't heard that it's getting... It, like, I was shocked that when when Bob came on to do his all, we're going to do this and this and this, I was surprised that it wasn't there. Like, even just as a... Because it's been so wildly successful for them, and talk about a movie that did not make a huge box office imprint, but as soon as it went on to Disney+, and we don't talk about Bruno, I mean jesus christ that that thing went huge right like so much so that they're they're doing live versions that's how you know when a disney movie is hit like cultural apex for them is when they start doing live versions of it um with the actors coming out and doing the songs like on like broadway or fucking you know um the hollywood bowl or whatever so um there was that one was was there anything else? I, I know that those were the big three, right? Yeah, the those frozen... were
2: the, the big ones. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, at some point, I, I, I don't know. They got to stop going to the, the Toy Story. Well, Um
1: they it, really have so,
2: to. you know, even though I do love Toy Story four, and, and it's, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it's probably neck and neck with three for me. Um
0: <sighs> Okay, okay. I mean like I said there's something wrong with that like like it's still like here's the thing when we're talking about it like you're talking about it as an A plus movie I'm talking about it as an A minus movie like right. the 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 degrees at which we are talking about it is so minute so minute but for me there's a little bit more of a concern of like okay so like if it's an A minus I don't like there's no toy story movie right now that's a B movie like a like a graded B movie not a B movie B movie, but a movie that has been graded lower than a B. My concern is Toy Story Five if you keep on going to the well, like you said, it's gonna be like eventually the quality is going to be like okay yeah. um, but but that's all to say we're talking we're living in a fucking world where there's literally uh, there're going to be eleven fast and furious movies,
2: yeah, um that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah So are, are we getting a trailer for that? Is that why? Because there's been a we, lot we of the, hype Oh, is there a trailer?
0: We done got the trailer Oh, I like, didn't watch it <laughs> <laughs> I thought about sending it to you But I was like, you know what? This shit is so big that he's probably going to see it no, um, it's so okay. It's such a
2: franchise that I gave up on like i'm i fully support anybody that's still all in on this and like spencer loves it like you know he texts me about crap all the time and i'm just like it's just i don't care about it man like i just don't care about it i do have a lot of fun with the behind the scenes Fast and Furious stuff. Oh like, shit! I, I love like the feuds and the like. I love like all of the the backbiting and the, yes, all of that cracks me up. And I, I'm I will read the articles on that stuff. But like as far as like watching the trailer and seeing the movie, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to do it. Like so, I didn't even know that there was a trailer out. So wow. that's does it look good?
0: Okay, so. Man, this is some shit, dude. You, you you're gonna you're gonna love this. Okay, so it, it looks good in the way that like a hundred a hundred two hundred and fifty million dollar telenovela looks good. Um, okay. So like so like here's the thing. Okay, do you know? Okay, so now I know why Vin Diesel wanted the Rock back because they're basically making a sequel to Fast and Furious Five, Fast Five. Because okay, so was that the last one that the rock was in no but he was the major star of that one that was the one where they had okay so like um so you know okay so you remember like that one has the drug dealer um uh, i I don't know
2: that i saw it
0: (laughs) okay 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 so anyways so there's a drug dealer in fast five um uh play um uh, played by what's his name? Oh God, I can't even think of his name. Um, uh, Joaquin la Alameda. You, uh, we everybody knows him affectionately as um, um, God. What's the what's the thing that they call him? Uh, they always say because he looks just like him. Um, good Lord, um, he was he was in Desperado. He plays the the main bad guy. He also okay. plays the drug dealer yeah. in Clear, Present Danger. Um, uh, so anyways, like his son is like, his son is played by, um, Aquaman, uh, fucking Jason Momoa. Like, and what they do is they CGI Jason Momoa into scenes from Fast Five that make it look like he was his son and that he's coming after Vin Diesel and his family because his family was murdered. I, I mean, let that sink in. Like Jason Momoa is playing Joaquim uh, De Dela Ameda's son. Like a guy who's like maybe five, six, five, seven is playing yeah. it, it, son is seven foot six Jason Momoa. Um but I yeah,
2: yeah that's just, uh...
0: that's the movie that's the movie and so like he's coming after he's coming after dominic toretto and the the family um and of course the kid is in danger again because his like you know his kid like his kid is growing up uh like you know so like the kid is now like a 10 or 11 year old that's learning how to drive and stuff and like he's being he's being uh basically targeted and the revenge is you know you know, he has to come after him and hurt him really, really bad. Uh, I'm I, And then cars explosions and tanks and all the other stuff that, like, Fast and Furious movies are known for. CGI nonsense. Though, I mean, for... I can only imagine for um, Fast and Furious fans that are, like, literally in the bag for this, the way that Marvel fans are in the bag for Marvel, this has got to be their, their, like, you know this is their infinity war end game. because it, it looks ginormous. Like there's, there's like at a certain point, Vin diesel's car takes on two helicopters. Like in the trailer, this is not even in the fucking movie. They're not hiding anything. This is the thing that I hate about trailers. And especially the fast trailers is that they show the money shots to get yeah. you in. And like, I mean, I don't know. It, 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 it looks wild because it's just like, huh? Okay. So you're okay. I mean, uh, Jason Momoa, and so that's the reason why I feel like he wanted The Rock back because of this whole thing with Fast Five, because he was the main centerpiece in Fast Five, he was like the alternate villain, okay, uh, halfway good guy, bad guy in Fast Five. And I will tell you, Fast Five is the best, like, it, it there, ha- that I has- may have
2: watched it because, like, I. I uh, d- i used to be a pretty big fan of the rock i still kind of am but so like there was a time when like if the rock was in it i was watching it so i may have seen fast five but like at some point all of them just blurred together and then eventually i stopped caring and like i I just i was like you know what these movies are not for me i don't know why i keep going to watch them um so
0: and the better part is is that supposedly at the like i've heard a rumor and, you know, I'm okay with ruining this because, like, the fast people always – like, the fast marketing department ruins everything in those, in those yeah, things. Yeah, they do. I, I've heard that Gal Gadot's character is coming back. Okay. Like, not in a flashback, but, like, literally the hook for Fast Five – Fast Ten Part One going into Fast Ten Part Two um, is that Gal Gadot is going to show up and, like, hello –
1: like you know, you know, what
2: would get me back into this franchise but if they went the route that they threatened to go with space. Well, no, well, I might go see that. But like, no, just like these weird crossover movies. Yes. Um, if it was like so, if Beast Wars fails, and then they're just like, what if we make Transformers Fast and Furious? Like, oh, what if that's man. the next movie? And it's just Ooh. the family, but with transformers. Ah <laughs> like, uh, yes. Then I would fucking go watch that movie.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, like, like, no, no, like, okay. So, like, this is the story. I, these I already see by Optimus Prime. I am no. in. <laughs> oh, no, here's the thing: is that Optimus Prime gives the family the ability to turn into transformers, so they are no longer just. On a okay, part of
2: their car, so they are
0: the car. <laughs> car, okay, okay. <laughs> they turn into the cars. This way, the family can play. They can play everything now. They can they can be eighty five and still be in the Fast and Furious Transformers world. Because think about it, like Vin is like close to sixty now. Like that's crazy to me. Like that he's like he's like yeah. I think he's in his mid fifties. He's like fifty five or fifty six, right? So there's going to be a point where he doesn't like. He wants to make more fast movies. You can just tell. Like, he doesn't care. He's probably got another 10 movies set up for his son. Like, you know, the son of the movie, yeah. right? Because it's all about family. But if you give him the transfer, if you make him into the, the charger, the-, the Dodge Charger that he's-, he's always rolling around in, I don't know, like, the amount of destruction he does, like, every single time he keeps on destroying these Dodge Chargers, I'm very certain that he's c- depleted all of the classic Chargers in the world. Um, in in the fast world, unless the fast world is like like the Transformers world where cars are everything, um, but like then here's the thing. Here's the even better part is that they can have the Brian and Dominic reunion that they've always wanted. Like they want to re they want to do it, and you can't do it yet with the deep fake technology yet, but you can do it with the voicing stuff. You can do the deep fake voicing stuff, and then he's a CGI car, and you can bring Brian back, and then nobody dies because that's all that fam- <laughs> that's all the family cares about is like yeah if they die just bring them back but bring them back as like with amnesia or something. Um, I mean, you know, it doesn't matter that Han died in in Tokyo Drift. Um, he's back, you know, yeah. and which okay, like I will say this much: I do love the fact that that his name is Han O Solo. Yeah. <laughs> like Han Soul S O L E L, like like Soul Korea and then dash O. So Han Solo. Like that's that's some fucking that's some like next level like like I'm going to fucking I'm going to troll the Star Wars universe because you know we're we're going to be just as big. And they they literally have. Like they've become Oh yeah. The fast movies for certain people are bigger than MCU, bigger than DCEU, bigger than, than anything else. Because, you know, it's, that's what they love. They love, they love the racing. They love the Michael Bay under the, under the, uh, under the hood booty shots. They love everything about it. They love the man musk of like, you know, like I'm so tough, but family matters more than anything, you know? I I don't know. It's, it's wild. Like, I, I just, I love it for the pageantry of it all. Like, like you said, like the behind the scenes stuff is hilarious because anytime Vin Diesel goes on to social media, I'm like, who is this dude? Like what alien race did he come from? Because like, he treats, he treats like his messages to social media. Like he was the king of like, you know, the king of a universe, like, like literally. Family, we're back. Fast Ted, we're bringing somebody new. Captain Marvel no more. Like, literally, that's how he introduces people. I'm like, what? Wow. So, I'm not in the bag, but I'm totally in the bag. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Um, You know? I will say, I am, speaking of Vin Diesel, I'm kind of, sort of, always will be in the bag for... His other series that he can't get off the ground. Um,
0: (laughs) which I was telling you, like the news is there's this is another new piece of news is that he's like it it sounds like he's fat he's chip like I will say this much. Vin Diesel loves to cash in his chips and go hard every 10 years on the Riddick franchise, which pitch pitch black is a fucking just it's a banger of a movie right it it, it Uh, is it has
2: one of my favorite like just i I don't even know it's a favorite scene and it's when they're like uh going yeah the the night has already come and the they're doing their walking thing and yeah know uh riddick's the only one that can see and you know uh, the guy asks him uh What's it look like and he's like it looks clear And then the dude goes out Gets grabbed by the Creature and then You know all hell breaks loose And, <laughs> and then the yeah. guy Is like what's it looks like now And he just shrugs his and he's like Looks clear like like that That scene is so Fucking perfect like it's yeah. Funny and it's like It's scary and it's like That movie is so Good and like i was just like this david Tui guy is gonna be phenomenal man like I, and, and it just it didn't happen chronicles of riddick was not a success the riddick yeah. movie was not a success but like I, chronicles of riddick tries to build a mythology that is bullshit. to me that's why <laughs> yes. that movie is a failure like, the, the mythology like, of it is just terrible.
0: It's too much like Dune. Yeah. And
2: even like, Dune doesn't even work. He like Red. Dune was like, I'm gonna put some of this in my movie.
1: <laughs> yes!
0: Yes! I mean, so much so that he casts, like, he casts, like, British actors to mm-hmm. do this stuff. Um, Chronicles of Riddick is wild. Like, I still remember seeing it going, man, what happened, like, they took a like, it was like weird because it was almost like they wanted to make alien to aliens. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like the, the, because aliens is such a small movie and then aliens is a bigger action movie and it deepens the mythology. It almost feels like Tui and, and, um, uh, diesel were like, we're going to make aliens, but dungeons and dragons, Yeah, Um, which (laughs) we'll talk about that one in a second. Um, but, like, Riddick goes back and kind of reboots it to make it a little bit more palpable because it's more like Pitch Black.
2: Yeah, I, I is, think Riddick is great, man.
0: Yeah. Like, Riddick is actually, like, so, like, Riddick gets back to, like, what what made Pitch, Pitch Black good, which is monsters and a bunch of mercs. Or people in a confined quarter that don't like each other. Like, and Riddick is there to like kind of move the pieces, right? Um, Ends in a wildly stupid, like final shot. Um, I'll be honest, like the Katie Sackhoff weirdness, which I'm like, then we all know, like, you ain't got no screen chemistry with no women. Like, your screen chemistry is literally with dudes. Like,
1: we're okay with that.
0: Like understand that yes. uh, it has an it has an early deed for me. I
2: mean him and Carl Urban are fucking. Yes, <laughs> like, they're so good,
0: right? Um, I mean even like okay, so like I love Bokeem Woodbine. Like he was a dude yeah. in the nineties. Fucking mm-hmm. that dude was fucking hard, and I loved him. And he's good in this one. Like I um, I don't know. Like it's it's one of those movies that's like it's it doesn't get the good rep that it really should. Like, that's a good B-movie, right? Um. So, like, we're talking about it, like I was actually telling you, Like and he literally did cash in his chips again 10 years later. Like, again, he's making another Riddick movie, which, like, how wild is that? We have four Riddick movies? Like, we're going to have I, four Riddick movies? To me, it's wild.
2: Like, so, it, it, you might know, did David Dewey mm-hmm. do something, like, other than, like, Siding with Vin Diesel and probably, like, going too far and making these movies that weren't getting a return. But, like, as a writer, and I think as a director, like, Chronicles of Riddick aside, I I think the dude is, like, he's good. He's not fucking Spielberg. He's not. Yeah. But he's good. He's a good writer. He's a Good director like he's fine He can do those jobs
0: What the fuck happened I honestly don't know Like it could be development hell I mean he did like between the Chronicle like, between the Riddick movies he did a Really actually effective thriller called the perfect Getaway did yeah it's good that? It's fucking yes, right. good <laughs> <laughs> Like when you find out when you Like the, the twist on that With like Steve Zahn is a fucking Like he's a goat like that hasn't gotten His flowers yet but in that movie, like Zahn and Mila Jovovich, like the turn in that fucking movie is so, like, it's the perfect getaway. It's it's like an effective thriller. So I don't know. Like, it could be that he's like one of those guys, like everybody else, that gets stuck in development hell. He gets, he has good scripts and they just don't go anywhere. Like, um, uh, Below is a yeah, oh, good dude.
2: fucking movie. <laughs> like, dude, it, it, like, I don't understand. Why this guy, like, um, The Arrival, I think, is an underrated, like, sci fi B movie. Like, that's his first, like, big splash. Pitch Black is a great movie. Below is a good movie. Chronicles of Riddick and Perfect Getaway and Riddick. Like, that, but, like, writing wise, um, Critters 2 is so fun. Um, but then, like, Warlock, which, uh, we haven't talked about it here, but we've tested. Oh, like, I, I, yeah. I, At this point, I'm assuming Julian Sands is sadly <laughs> yeah. not with us anymore. Um, but yeah, like uh, Warlock. He, I mean, he wrote the fucking screenplay for The Fugitive. You know, yeah. uh, uh, Terminal Velocity and underrated like '90s action. Uh, Waterworld. Say what you want, but like, it, it's it's. It's a well thought out script.
0: <laughs> I, okay, look, I, I, mean, we've, we talked about Waterworld. Like, you know, like, we know, like, I love Waterworld. Like, I love it as much as Ryan does. Like, I mean, I'm a post apocalyptic junkie, you know that. So, I'm not going to say anything bad about Waterworld because, you know, it's, it's kind of brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> what's the, what's the line? Um, uh, maybe he doesn't go by Steve. Maybe it's Steven. Say that. Say that. Unhinged, just like you yeah. know. Rest in peace, Dennis Dennis Hopper for brilliant performances like that one. Um, um,
2: GI Jane, GI Jane, I mean, yeah, and The Imposter, another underrated like sci-fi. Yeah, like, you know, just just a good movie, and I, I I don't know. I always wonder, like, is it just because he hitched his wagon to Vin Diesel, and because like. I don't. I haven't read any like scandalous things. So no. the dude just—if nothing else—he should have been getting work as a screenwriter. But it's just not there. Like after Riddick, there's just nothing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: for, and and for... it could very—it could very well be something like he's. He—he's doing—he's doing doctor work, and we don't see doctor work. Like on our IMDB That's and true. stuff, like, That's true. like you know like script um, after work. Yeah. Yeah. Of, because I mean, you know, a, like I I have to believe that as a guy who is that kind of clear headed, um I'm I'm interested. Like I, I'm definitely interested in um in like, you know, what happened, but I feel like there were probably projects that he tried to mount that just didn't work. They were too big budget. He couldn't get somebody attached. It happens all the time. Um, he always deals with big concepts. Like, you know, like... Like, if you look at his movies, they always have, like, these yeah. really great high concepts that... um, Like Pitch Black. um, Like The Arrival. I mean, The Arrival is smart. As much as you can... As much as people say, like, oh, it stars Charlie fucking Sheen unhinged. But there's a reason why Sheen is unhinged in that movie. And... Like, there's smart decisions, like getting Ron Silver, like, may he rest in peace. I loved Ron Silver. Yeah. Uh, getting Ron Silver to play the bad guy, to play the alien, um, you know, to get Charlie Sheen to play that unhinged kind of thing. Like, it's a smart, like, alien invasion film that costs two bucks, you know. Um, there are things like that, like, like, like The Imposter. Like, I know it's based off of a a, a Philip K. Dick short story, but again, smart. Below. Um, you know, something that he worked on with Averowsky. Averowsky was supposed to direct it, and then he decided not to, and he took it over. But that's a smart, like World War II movie, but also a haunted house movie set in a submarine. How the fuck do you do that? right? Yeah, like that's smart concepts. But, as somebody told me once, you can't be too smart in Hollywood. You have to be just smart enough. And sometimes people that are too smart, you know are too clever for their own good it just it doesn't work um so i'm all for another riddick like i don't care what he does if they get if they get a 150 million dollars to do a big budget like you know another like (laughs) stupid chronicles of riddick or it stays in which it should in the riddick kind of universe of small scale but big ideas right um it's supposedly about them going to a furia or whatever, whatever he his like, you know, cause he's like a furian or something. Uh, I can't yeah. remember the exact, and they're supposed to go back to his planet, um, which may be kind of perfect because wasn't it erased or weren't they, didn't they die? Weren't they like killed?
2: Yeah. Something like I'd have to go back and rewatch the Chronicles of Riddick. Cause like, <laughs> it, it builds up so, so much like weird mythology around him. Like it, which yes. that was the problem. They tried to he tried they tried to make him this like character of like destiny, when it's really only yeah. interesting when he's this person that just happens to be there, you know.
1: Well, like, and
0: then also, well, also Chronicles of Riddick tries to make him Conan. Yeah, like like the, there's like very massive shots. I mean, it, but it also was like Vin Diesel was very, from what I understood, very. Like during the time when Milius and Schwarzenegger were really talking about King Conan and the script that that the Moshowskis wrote had a had Con, K-O-N, Conan's son. Um, And one of the big things was was that Diesel wanted that role as much as The Rock wanted that role. Um, I almost wonder if that's their, that that was the origin of their, of their rivalry, that both of them wanted to basically be Arnold Schwarzenegger's son and neither one of them got it because, you know, uh, King Conan was never made. Um, but like, it's very, it's very Conan centric, right? But set in space. So it doesn't, I don't know, but it doesn't do the heavy lifting that Milius does in, uh, Conan the Barbarian to make it like truly worthy of something. Right. Um, it just, it just like, I don't know. Like it, it's a wild ass thing that has Dame Judy Dench in it as a as a as a sprite or something. It's qu- it's quite crazy. Um, yeah. So.
1: It,
2: I I hope I hope it's good. I hope it yes. I hope it's successful. Not so that we get more Riddick movies, but just like I would like to see like David Toohey make a massive fucking comeback. Um, yes. Because like he, I I I think he made good stuff, um, you know, and it, it just, uh, so uh, there was something else. Oh, I was gonna ask you the, so the the, the Flash poster,
1: uh huh?
2: Excited? Not excited? Past the point of giving a shit?
0: At this point, it's been okay. So like I was thinking about this, right? <laughs> It's been four fucking years that this movie's been in production. Four fucking years since 2019. Um I just want to see Michael Keaton. Like that's all I care <laughs> about now at this point. I just want to see Michael motherfucking Keaton come back cuz he's my Batman. Other than other than Kevin Conroy, like and Adam Adam West. He's my he like the way that people get excited about like things in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like I'm okay with, like I'm like oh yeah yeah, but I will tell you, Michael Keaton as Batman coming back, and I've not like four years and only seeing behind the scenes stills and not actually seeing him come back. Yeah, I mean hell, he's he was in he was in another Spider Man movie before in between this. He's made two Spider Man like two one adjacent Spider Man movie. Um. I don't know, man. Like, what about you? What do you?
2: How do you feel? I I really I really want to see this thing. Like I I okay. I feel like at this point Reasons. I shouldn't, but like, I, there's just for for the four years of development, the like the insistence on not canceling it. Um, you know, the James Gunn saying this is the thing that's going to, like, reset the DCU. There's a rumor, like, that they went back and filmed a new ending with... uh, And added uh, some characters to it. Um, Like, I I don't know. Like, I'm I'm not excited, but I'm so fucking curious. Like, I'm not dreading it the way... uh, i was probably six months ago where it's like oh god like this is just getting now it's gonna be like more of dc doing dumb dc shit now i'm just like uh, okay well maybe like maybe there is something there but i also know that they can't there's no way ezra miller continues to be the flash like that can't Absolutely
0: happen. Not. <laughs> no, it can't. It literally cannot. Um, so, The Flash, it, it's weird because it's like, there are, like, okay, so, like, I have I have nothing but faith in Andy Machete, um, especially because he navigated it in it, Part 2 so wonderfully well and taking certain things out, adding certain things in. Now, mind you, he had a, a like, he didn't have the task that um, that uh, Mike Flanagan had with making a Shining sequel. But he still had a very similar thing that he had to go through, which was, like, he had the fans of the TV version, and then he had the fans of the the book. And to be able to navigate that in two films over five hours, like... That's a bit of brilliance and still maintain it being scary and um anxiety driven, which a lot of it is, um, and manage to do bridge the like make me like both casts because in the original movie that's that's also the trick, right? Like they you you like the kids and you like the adults, but the whole thing is like, like, you like the kids just a little bit more. And in this yeah. mov- in, in those movies, the same thing happens. You like the kids just a little bit more. Um, so that alone, like to me is like, okay, that gives me like, and then like you said, James Gunn with the whole thing of like, it's really good. And Gunn is not the kind of guy that lies. Like it doesn't benefit him, especially in this position. Like.
2: Yeah, if he'd said nothing, like, just that, and then we have the Flash coming, and it's going to kind of reset the DCU, but he made a point of saying, I think it's one of the best superhero movies ever made. Like, you could just say nothing, you know, like, and and it would be fine, because it doesn't fall on your shoulders. Like, none of that, like, even, he might take a little flack for it, but, like, it's not going to fall on him. And and no. he has not had a problem coming out and saying like, hey, th- this is not exactly the way it was like uh, people pissed about Titans and Doom Patrol he's like, yeah, th- that that was out of our hands. Like those those cancellations were coming before we ever took over. It has yeah, nothing exactly. to do with us, you know, um, and then. Stating that like Superman and Lois Probably gonna go on for a few more seasons But also that has less to do with us Than you think it does You know because they're co-financed Or co-produced mm-hmm. or whatever So you know um, And and obviously HBO's scale Or Warner Brothers, Max Whatever the fuck it's called Is scaling back on like content That is just you know streaming Because yeah it's so expensive and doesn't bring in the numbers that you know everybody thought it would uh, disney saying that disney's talking about farming out some of their streaming things to other services to recoup cost yep. so um but yeah i i think gun making a point to say something about it like really has me again not excited but so fucking curious to see this movie. And I mean, we're going to have a trailer uh, yeah. 24 hour, well, a little over 24 hours from now. So yes.
0: um, Which, I mean, like I said, like, like there is a lot of like, they have a lot to prove. Like, they, like to me more than anything, it's like, okay, prove it, prove it. Like, Prove that it's this is this is worth all the rigmarole of four years. Like I don't see how this recoups anything though. Like the development costs and how much it's been in production and the rumors that it's wild, it like you know, people have come in and out of it, like, like that's that's crazy. Like filming yeah. full scenes, like changing endings multiple times. Like, but what I will say is this if it's a multiverse movie and what they started with was one thing and they ended with another, they at least had like, they had something that I feel like no movies usually have except for Marvel movies. And even then they don't have it as much as like, say somebody like Pixar used to, which is the ability at any point to go, this isn't working. Let's change this because of the pandemic. This probably, this movie probably benefited by a lot of QC. Like, Not QCing it to death, not giving script notes, but like actually like working on the movie and going, okay, what works and what doesn't in this multi multiverse movie? Because multiverse movies, I feel like now have become the new time travel movie. And here's the thing: time travel movies are hard enough, but you're talking about a multiverse movie with multiple people and multiple things. It has to make sense, right? It's basically a um Rube Goldman, uh, Rube Goldberg machine. And yeah. if you're wrong, you're wrong and it doesn't work. Like if, if something doesn't drop at the right time, five steps later, it's not gonna work. So with that, um, it has to be that kind of movie. It has to be one of the best superhero movies ever made. Because to be perfectly honest, if you're if you've been given all the money in the world all the all the resources in the world not the world but in hollywood you're given all of these things to continue just to work and evolve the story and basically take all of the like all of the cracks out of the the, the dam. of course absolutely right oh yeah. like it should be perfect right like it should be like um, I don't, but again it's just like, I just want to see Batman. I just want to see Keaton's Batman. <laughs> like, I I want to see him pushing moves, doing moves. Like, I want that. Um, I wonder how much it's going to be that, well, like, now that we know that Gunn has his own Batman in mind, that's, like, bye-bye to the whole old Batman um, running things for DC, which kind of makes me sad, but... You know, kind of makes me sad because I would have loved to have seen Keaton in that role, um, because he's at that point in his career that he could. Um, but I guess not. You know, yeah. especially because they've said that this, like, you know, it sounds like everybody is sunsetting, but they're saying it in the nicest way possible. Like, I mean, Momoa, we're done with Mo after Aquaman too, right? We're done with. Yeah, We're well, he with... seems very excited about his future with James Gunn,
2: but it's probably not his Aquaman. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, who, um, he, who,
0: who do you get him to play that Lo- you don't Lobo. get him to play
2: author? You, Lobo. He's oh, Lobo. Oh, Lobo,
0: that's
2: true. Oh, I, I mean, true. he's a the fucking yeah. walking embodiment. Like, he looks exactly like Lobo. <laughs> that um, is true. Like, so, that
0: would be yeah that's kind of like perfect casting right
2: yeah um but i mean and and people might be like oh like you know say some stuff but like i mean we did the same thing about chris evans as captain america and look how that turned out so um
0: (laughs) well i mean if the rumors are to be true i mean we'll we'll see him as as human Torch and as
1: cap again yeah maybe just
0: a few years um, um. So, but yeah, no, you're right You're right, Lobo, I completely forgot about Lobo Lobo, it's kind of like That is kind of perfect so, um, Damn, uh, I never even thought about that Yeah.
2: In other, like, shitty Warner Brothers HBO news um, I know you were A watcher Um, I think we're two of, like, three or four people I know that actually watched Avenue 5 But they officially yes. pulled the plug On it, which It sucks, like, I get it, like Nobody's watching that show. Nobody's talking about it, um, you know. But it sucks because it, it was kind of a just a gem of a, a show. Um, so I hated to hear it that really they canceled was. it. Um, and, uh, I
0: I'm really, I mean,
2: it was so expensive too. Yeah. Like from what I understood, it was I very mean, it expensive. It looks fucking, it looks fucking expensive for a, yeah. a show that's essentially a uh, like. Like the office <laughs> yeah. in, in space Like it's really fucking Like it looked Incredible But like yeah I can't imagine What the budget on those episodes were Like just for the, the CGI And special effects So yes. uh, it sucks Because I they leave it kind of uh, Cliffhangered But uh, you know It is what it is Um other news we didn't talk about was mm-hmm. Spider-Man Noir, which we both assumed was going to be an animated series. And now all the news says live action. action. Spider-Man yeah. Noir
0: series. What? At Amazon? I, <laughs> this is, okay. So we, like, we just are talking about the bleed off of like selling things. How much do you want to bet Amazon is paying through the the nose for this thing? I w- like, I, I want to know how
2: much does Sony get and how much does Marvel get because, like, Marvel can still do Marvel Disney can still do yeah. Spider Man animated stuff, and yes. that's Marvel Disney. But this would fall under the Sony umbrella. Being Mm -hmm. live-action and Spider-Man Noir. So, like, I'm curious what the split is. I'm sure there's a split, but, like... And I, I guess Sony doesn't have their own streaming service, so it makes sense to go somewhere else, but...
0: Yes. No, absolutely. And, like, the big question for me is, like, you don't have to, like, you don't have to have him in the suit, but... I mean, come on, like Nick Cage is the voice of Spider uh, is Spider-Man Noir is kind of I'm kind of like, I'm for it, right? Um, I mean, we get Pedro
2: Pascal is the voice of the Mandalorian, Mandalorian And he's not in the suit most of the time
0: Exactly, and that's what my That's what my hope is Though, I have a feeling that they're not gonna Like, it's, yeah. it, it's not gonna happen Um Uh the guys that are like okay, so like Lord and so Miller are exec producing.
1: Do you go
2: younger? Are they going to go younger for a young <sighs> Peter Parker? Because the, the idea is that like in, yeah, well, at least the Spider Man Noir we've seen is not a young Peter Parker. He's no, he's, he's not older. So yeah,
0: I I feel like because of the hard boiled nature of Spider Man Noir and how they like like the the actual comic book itself if you're going with the comic book origins you kind of have to have like at least a guy in his 30s right i mean i would much rather have nick cage because like you know <laughs> like the 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 ridiculousness of it but also because i feel like that voice worked so perfectly like his his like kind of approach to it um and we're talking about a stylized universe, right? So yeah. you want somebody that I don't know if like, so I don't know if you can pull it off with a kid because then it just becomes Bugsy, uh, uh, Bugsy Malone, right? Yeah. Like a kid doing nor like, you know, that stylized punchy dialogue. Um, though, um, in the ultimate Spider-Man series, um, uh, the guy from This Is Us, uh, Milo, I cannot say his last name, uh, but he voiced uh, Spider Man Noir and he was pretty good um, at a time when he was like probably approaching. Like, I was talking about the dude 30s. from
2: Helo's Heroes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Ma- Maglia, whatever.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, Ventum, uh, Malig- um, yes.
2: Whatever it is. <laughs> yes.
0: Absolutely. Um, he was good. Um, he wasn't bad. But again, he was also in his 30s. I think at the time that he was voicing it.
2: Yeah, so 40s now. So because that that was well, at least close to it. Because that was that's a while ago. Yeah.
0: Um, No, no, no. Absolutely. So you want? I don't know. Like I feel like I want somebody like that. I want somebody that can handle the dialogue because I feel like. The more punchy you make the dialogue, the more detective noir you make the dialogue, the better the whole experience is. And it's kind of like, like, I don't know, like there, there's this, it's a very tricky thing, though. I don't know, like, it almost feels like it's going to be a parody because they hired um, they hired Oren Uzeli, who had done The Lost City. Uh, that, that's that rom-com, uh, Sandra Bullock, uh, Channing Tatum adventure rom-com. I really liked the movie. Like, I, I liked it. Um, hashtag, um, fucking, um, uh, Brad Pitt is the goat in that movie for showing up for 10 minutes and doing exactly what you want him to do. It pissed um, me off that they revealed that in the trailer. Yeah. That they revealed that, like, because you knew exactly what it was. And it's like, come on, let it be a surprise. Like, you know, you don't, you don't have to, then it goes to the whole thing of like, you know, them ruining everything always. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm more interested in the tone. Does that make sense? Like like at this point, casting is going to be one thing. That's
2: what I was going to bring up next. Like, do you think they go fully on board with the tone of like the true tone of what that should be or is it just called spider-man noir and it it's you know like a grittier kind of version of spider-man without the like stylized tone without the the look and feel of what that world should be or do they fully embrace it or is this just uh you know I, i would hope with uh Lauren Miller and um what's her name uh Amy Pascal Amy Pascal yeah uh yeah. that they would because they they're instrumental in the spider verse stuff and that that was stylistically all over the place but in the best way like what yes. whatever it had to be you know like they yes. went with the style um, but can they translate that to live action and stick with like that single noirish style? Um,
0: I hope they do, but I don't know if they can. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not sure because yeah. like there is a very like okay, i like I like the uh the Tucson City movies for what they are. But I feel like there's this thing since The Spirit came out, which, hashtag, I love that movie. Um, As troubling as it is, uh, I love that movie. Uh, God, I have to watch that again now that I've gotten it in my head. Uh, But the thing is, is that all three of those are so on the cusp. And, I mean, The Spirit goes over into parody. And I don't want parody. Though I feel like these guys are the right people. If you're going to tow that line, like Sin City, the first Sin City, I feel like, more so than the second one. The second one's good, but it's not as good as the first one. But if you can tow that line, that tonal line, right, between almost a satire, but not, like, it, it's all that tone, right? And, and then I feel like I'll be okay with that, but I will not be okay with, like, heading too much into the jokiness of it and i feel like that could actually happen um and that's my biggest concern like i don't want it to be jokey like i want it to i want it to toe the line i want it to be punchy but i feel like as soon as you start making jokes and as soon as you start kind of sort of parodying it or toeing that line it's going to become a very dangerous thing to do especially with live action right like 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 cartoons animated it's different right like like we both know that i mean we're fans of animation and we know that it's a little bit more half uh, splash dash or or kind of freewheeling because you can do that with kids but if it's a live action show it's not going to be for kids like it's too much money is invested in this right yeah
2: it needs to to hit multiple quadrants
0: (laughs) exactly but not not in like not in the insulting way like i don't know like There's, I feel like there's a tone that could be set, but I have to see it first. Like, and and that's the concern is that how much money are they putting into this? Is it going to be like Morbius is it going to be like one of those things where it's lesser because like, you know, to be honest, like. The problem with Spider-Man is that I feel like oftentimes Sony doesn't treat it with the kind of respect that you want it to. Yeah. Like, like Venom is a part of Spider Man, and I'm okay with this whole weird, like, wildness that that Tom Hardy is on, like him and Vanessa, or um, uh, not Vanessa Marcel, that's an actress, but um, what's her name? I can't think of her name. Marcel, the the screenwriter, uh, that that's that's helping him create these these movies, yeah. but at the same time, I I feel like that seriously hurts Spider Man. Like Kevin Feige would never let this happen. Like, and that's the thing, right? Like, that's the standard, right? Like, what would Kevin do? And he wouldn't. I don't think that he would ever let. Like, if it was not, if it was within his power, I have a feeling that Spider-Man would be treated the same way that Iron Man is treated. Yeah. And you don't, you don't give Iron Man a a fucking a TV series. You know, you keep them in the you keep him in in film, right? Like regardless of whether it it goes streaming after 90 days or whatever, you keep him at the apex. And I feel like anything that you do that is Spider-Man adjacent is taking away from what you, all the goodwill that you've done with Spider-Man and Tom Holland, including yeah. the uncharted bullshit. Let's like not, not even get into that. But let's just say like, you know, so this is one of those things where I'm like, huh, I really want this because I love Spider-Man more, but what does it ultimately do for the Spider-Man universe?
2: Yeah. If it were an animated show, I don't think we'd be having the like the doubts. The yes. like can they do this? It would be like, Oh, this will be fun. Like It'll work or it won't, it'll be fine Like, it It won't be But because it's live action And it, I mean, it's, it'll be the first live action Spider-Man show In, like, 50 years Yeah, <laughs> um, since,
0: <laughs> since, since the Japanese Spider-Man show? Uh, yeah <laughs> um, oh. it,
2: Like, it, it will be something that people look at You know, the, mm-hmm. the cartoons... Like, there have been tons of cartoons, and we've talked about them, and, like, some worked, some didn't, some, you know. But, like, to the world at large, it's just like, oh, a Spider-Man cartoon. Like, it's not pivotal. It's not, this will be like, oh, well, yeah, they tried to make a Spider-Man show, and it sucked, you know. Like, yeah, so it is worrisome if they can, pull it off if they can pull it off like fantastic but man it's yeah and going with that character like i get it because like it had such a draw for people that was and it's so unique like that yeah you can you can put it in its own world and not have people be like confused about its place in things but like exactly that's a tough world to be in man like it's really hard to do that stuff right and not have it be super fucking hokey. So
0: no, absolutely. I uh, know you're, you're hundred percent right. It, well, it's like the same way I feel about the Madam web stuff. Yeah. Like, like you are, you are closing to parody when you decide, Oh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get a movie set in the nineties, but you know what else we're going to do? We're going to sit in the fashion world. What the fuck are you doing? And you're yeah. and the creatives involved with it. I'm like,
2: Okay. It's like the co- Catwoman, like when they made the Catwoman movie. Yeah, it's like, women, it's going to yeah. be about makeup. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Is like, this what you think? Like, women only give a shit about makeup and fashion? Like, could you just make a fucking good movie?
0: <laughs> exactly. Fuck, fucking, like, don't give the ephemera because you want memes. Like, that's the fucking, like, and again, this goes to my problem with with Sony Sony having its claws it's uh, like you know it's claws in Spider-Man so deeply is because they can do whatever the fuck they want yeah. even though they try to appease Kevin and Marvel with the Spider-Man movies they literally just look at it and go it uh fuck you Like that's literally what they do like the Ma- yeah. the Madam Web stuff there's a version of this that I feel Disney could do, and they could do it as a movie. They would do it a Disney Plus series. But there's a version of this uh, of Madam Web. Um, actually, I wouldn't do Madam Web. I'd do Spider Gwen because yeah. why? Because you fucking like mm. okay. But anywho, but you do the most basest, crassest version of Madam Web. Like, like oh, we'll do Madam Web, but we're gonna set it. We're we're gonna make it like the Devil's Wear product. It's gonna be. Like Madam Webb wears Prada. Fuck you, seriously. Like you think that that's all that people care about? Like fashion in the night. Like oh, uh... anyways, um, it could very well end up like that, where I start seeing everything and I, and I start seeing it, um, come together, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm not gonna watch it because, again, it's just it all comes down to. Like the older I get, the more I realize it's the tone that you set that I care about more than anything else, especially with comic book movies. It's like, what do you what is your what is your tone? Like you can cast whoever you want. Everybody wants to be in a Marvel movie, right? With the exception of Leo DiCaprio, everybody wants to be in a in a Marvel movie. So you get your cast, you get your dream casting or the dream casting that Kevin wants. But ultimately it comes down to tone. Like, right? Like for me at least. Like that I am going to ask you a question. That's a side question, which is: is that is Moon Knight for you more about the tone that they put out rather than casting and, and plot, or is it plot and tone? Um, that your issues were with
2: plot, plot. I I don't know the the plot is almost. No, I think the plot was fine. I th- I think it is tone, like it is, its overall like look and tone of the show, and like how they they just didn't get. I don't know, it's like they didn't get Moon Knight. Parts of it did, but like mm-hmm. parts of it, like overall, it, you just didn't get the tone of Moon Knight, Moon Knight. like,
0: but but the tone is a hundred percent through. Like right, like that tone yeah. is consistent. And that's the reason why you don't like, and and that's my point is, is that it all comes down to tone. Like with, with at least with Marvel for me, it's always about tone. If I don't like it, it's like, Oh, it's not like tonally. I'm not really, I'm like, you know, the plot I can throw away and give it, but it's the tone. Like, but here it's like, it's not just tone. It's tone, plot, casting direction, everything is dialogue wrong. like a like, like dialogue script
2: has to be good that the, yes. the deliveries have to yeah there's so many things you gotta nail perfectly that it it does feel like a recipe for absolute fucking just like mockery like yeah you know uh like a, like a gotham level like bullshit oh, yeah. <laughs> You know.
0: oh yeah no 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 you're and you're you're right on the you're right on the money on that. So like yeah no 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 absolutely that's that's kind of
2: because that was a show that like the tone had to be right and yes. the tone they went for was like was like doing the Adam West show without a Batman and but instead of making it bright and flashy just make it dark and moody but still be ridiculous and stupid. Like, yes. and cheesy, and, you know, uh, over the top And, like, you know, it, it just, it was so dumb Like, it just <laughs> didn't work I will never understand how that show lasted as long as it did But, um
0: Yeah, it's, like, like it's weird, right? Because, like, that's, like, Goth- uh, Gotham is, like, very easy You do either The Wire or NYPD Blue right? Like, that's the tone you look for, right? Not, like, and I feel like that's, like, you know, we're getting, we're getting that Penguin series, right? And I feel like Matt Reeves absolutely knows, like, I need to make this, like, The Sopranos, or uh, The Wire, or, like, NYPD Blue, something hard, something, like, he understands that that's the kind of tone that you're looking for. You're not looking for Oh, yeah, we're going to make it look dark, but realistically, we're going to have like the penguin going.
1: Meh, 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 meh.
0: Yep. And you know what? Burgess Meredith, we 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 actually had a podcast. Guys, we had a podcast where we talked about Batman 66 um, and we did talk about Burgess <laughs> Meredith and God love him. We love him. We love him. We love Batman 66. But there's yeah. a time and a place for that. And it was in. Sixty six.
2: Yeah, like, and, and if you're going to make something like that Then make it like that Don't make something like that And make it modern, you know Like, <laughs> yes Like, exactly. Le- Lego Batman works Because it's Lego Batman <laughs> Like, you know <laughs> Exactly it, it, it Like, it works in that aspect Like, you cannot then take that And put the ridiculousness of it In like Matt Reeves universe and be like everybody will love it no they won't because it's such a weird mishmash of tones that you're just gonna be like what the fuck am I watching and like you that's that's the worry with Spider-Man is that it's gonna be like they're gonna try to make it fun not that it shouldn't be fun but they're gonna try to make it fun and light but in a dark setting with all this like weird dialogue, and like the the only hope is that the producers, uh, Lord Miller, Amy Pascal, they seem to understand what it takes. Yes. So that's hopeful, you know. But like, yeah, I, I, it's it such a weird announcement. Coming seemingly out of Nowhere like uh, yeah, I, yeah I was I was So thrown off by it I was like What? Like th- this <laughs> is Just out of nowhere um,
0: Actually you know what I know who I fucking want If who? they get if they cast If they cast Alden Ehrenreich In oh, his spear yes. ass
2: <laughs> I would yeah I would be down For that
0: Half the reason I'm going to see fucking uh, cocaine, uh, cocaine, uh, cocaine bear. Other than the fact that it's cocaine bear is because Alden Ehrenreich is in that movie um, playing an in out of his out of his depth drug dealer, which is essentially what fucking Han Solo was back in the day. So but if he if they cast Alden Ehrenreich out of left field because like, you know, hey, guy we want you to be in something. Like that would actually kind of make sense. And then and then they just kind of like, then tonally, if if Lord and Miller are involved with it, I'm like, okay, I'll give you something if you can kind of do something like that. Like you give me a wild cast or you give me something that's, like Lord and Miller are known for meta contextual. Like, you know, there's always like with casting, there's always like four levels of meta with them, right? Um, So yeah, I would love that. you know, oh shit! Just give me something like, uh, give me something wild. Like, give me a woman cast as Spiderman, uh, Spider Noir, and do something like that. I, I don't know, but yeah. it'd have to be something special in the next couple of announcements to get me to go. Okay, I'm on board with this.
2: Yeah, they could also just as easily, like, this could. F- Three four months from now, f- completely fall apart, and they just walk.
1: back. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: So uh, the one uh, other thing I mm-hmm. had written down to to ask you about was uh, uh, gaming related. Um. Well, oh, okay. A I I, I I did I did I, I didn't a hundred percent Mario Rabbids, but uh, spark mm-hmm. Sparks of Hope. Um, but I did finish the game and like, holy Ooh. shit, man, like it is huge. Like it is such a bigger game than in your Lego comparison in our text messages is spot on. Like I could see okay. this like continuing to expand, like bringing in more oh. Mario things um, and become because like the Lego games, like they start off where you're just like, oh, this is a pretty big game and then like by yeah. the time you get to like the last one the lego skywalker saga you're like holy fuck <laughs> like, this game is yeah. huge um and
0: they're using they're using character like i mean yeah it's fucking huge but right. um
2: but did you plugins. see the switches the the switch announcement that they're bringing uh the next thing they're bringing to the their online is game boy and game boy Advance games.
1: Yes I did, yes I, I did, and this
2: is why
0: I- am fucking excited what? for this. <laughs> yes, um, okay, so this is the reason why I pay for Nintendo Direct, because I get access to this online. Like I get access to all the games and the fact that they're going to open that up, this is what we want from like, what I love. Okay, so like what I want from from Nintendo is basically the same thing that I want from Disney. Don't touch your fucking IP. But when you touch it, do something brilliant with it and give me access to everything in the fucking vault. Yep. Give me everything. Give me everything. You know, Disney, if you want to make a bunch of money, then let everything out, even the troubling stuff, let it out because that's a part of your fucking history. And we need to learn from our history. You hide it, and people are going to be paying thousands of dollars, not to you, but to other people to get pirated yeah, so versions
1: you're...
0: of it. Yep. <laughs> uh, and like, it took Nintendo long enough to realize that there are at least five different consoles out there that can play their games, but not only play their games, but can play ROMs that play their games. Like, yeah. I'm serious. I don't get intrigued.
2: any of that money. <laughs> like, no, <it's> nothing.
0: <laughs> but you bringing this shit out now and literally telling us the entire library will eventually be available because there's tiny things that puts a lot of these other places on notice. Yeah, because why would you? Why would you get another hundred and fifty dollars system to like? Okay, so there's a couple that I've seen that I was actually like, I'm actually, I was actually looking at the Steam Deck, you know, the the portable Steam Deck because I kind of wanted to see if I, I was like, you know what, maybe I might want the Steam Deck because it does a lot of stuff, including, I mean, I'm I'm human, uh, in including all the ROMs that you could possibly put on onto it the steam deck is awesome right but it's four hundred dollars yeah why am i gonna do that now when i'm getting game boy and game boy Advance games that i'm they're slowly giving me other sega games like nintendo is doing this like nintendo if you have if you pay three ninety nine dollars a month you get access to online and every single like literally their games like they're getting bigger and bigger so like Especially the Game Boy Advance, because that's prime time for me with playing uh, Game Boy games. Yeah. I mean, the, but the big question is, do they bring the Pokemon games? Because if they
2: do, who? I see, I that's that's one where I'm just like, I don't know if that they they should probably charge for those. Yeah, like, they, they should, but you know, is it I, one? I hope they yes. don't like it would be great if they don't but like yeah at the same time like it, it, like that's the same as like a streaming service. Priced out at four ninety nine, and you have access to like the greatest things ever like you you're gonna uh, like all the streaming services are seeing that now you're gonna hit like peak users at some point oh. and then. Like it, it's diminishing returns after that You have to be able to Make money So saying like hey yeah These games are at a premium Like I I would from a business standpoint I would understand it So like having the ability To play it I'm not saying charge $50 for them But like yeah. if, if it was Like oh well you can play Pokemon Yellow It's five bucks Like okay
0: yeah 4.99 yeah that's true that that's very true yeah like but to me that just makes it's a it's nintendo making the right moves like they take a while to do this like that's the thing i i don't like about nintendo is they're so slow to make moves but when Mm -hmm. they do they absolutely 100 percent make the right moves which i'm always impressed by like the more I see of the Mario game, like I know that we talked about the Mario Kart from the Pedro Pascal's Saturday Night Live skit <laughs> when I kept on going, yeah. this is my Mario Kart. This is the one that I want to see. But all that aside, like the more I see of Super Mario Brothers, the more I'm convinced that there's only one piece of thing that I don't like about it. And we both know what that is and I'm not going to bring it up anymore, but we both know what the, the one piece is, right? Yeah. Um, it's the thing that I commented about with the Pedro Pascal thing. I was like, you see, you could do this with Pedro Pascal. You can't fucking do this with Chris Pratt. Um, and I'll let people to watch it and figure out their own like like summarizing of what I'm talking about. But um, but everything I see it, I'm like, man, Illumination was the right partner because you can't mm-hmm. do it live action. You can't do what you what makes Mario Brothers such a lovely experience and why we all love it so much. Right? You just can't. Because it doesn't make sense in live action. It'll That's, actually be. Yeah.
2: It's, it, stupid. it's so, it be stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> like you get the, <laughs> the movie that you got. Because if you. If you try to. Make that logical. You're, it just comes off as like. What the fuck is happening? But it, for whatever yeah. reason in animation. It's just like. Oh yeah, these turtles talk. Like oh yeah, yeah. These, these penguins. Oh, oh yeah, these like uh, this weird dinosaur creature. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's fine. But yeah, yeah, the minute you do live action, it's like, what the fuck is happening?
0: <laughs> yeah, none like, of this makes is, any sense. <laughs> why is he eating that thing, and all of a sudden he turns into a furry fox with a Mario with a yeah. with a with a mustache face, <laughs> like? It doesn't make sense, but in the game and in the gaming universe and in the animated universe, it absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but yeah, like I am, like the amount that Disney or the amount that Nintendo has been doing recently with certain things and kind of. I just want them to update their UI uh, Their GUI for the online Experience it has to it has to Right like yeah. there has to be some kind of big Update coming because of the amount that they're pushing The online content I,
2: um, I hope so I hope so
0: Yeah uh, because that Online user experience is shitty But it's but because The games are so Well worth it it's worth The experience of having to log on Having to get the game and download It and Actually, having the game um if if people that don't have a nintendo switch and aren't subscribers online they don't understand this but people that do you know exactly what i'm talking about and i'm being very nice and and cordial about their online experience especially when you compare it to xbox and ps and how integrated and beautiful it is on both of those platforms um so yeah uh but i'm excited I really am like Game Boy Advance games. Damn, dude! It's been a minute since I've I've played uh, I've played those games, and I'm excited about being able to do that. Um, what about you? Are you like? How do you feel about? It? I mean, are you a Nintendo subscriber? Like, are you an online subscriber? Yeah, like yeah. where you get access to those yeah. games. Okay,
2: a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I'm really, really like excited to be able to dive in to more content. The, my biggest thing is like. I don't think there's enough on there right now. Like, there's some really great stuff on there.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
2: like, I, I've i been able to play Super Mario Bros. 3, like, across different consoles for a while now. Like, I yes. don't need another... Like, I want to play the games that you can't really play. And th- most of those games, the big ones anyway, are like... are. Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games like you know you you have to have an old system for those
0: um yeah i so, mean like i said people make a market out of them i mean yeah. like literally literally there's a couple of consoles that i've seen um where they literally like they talk about Game Boy Advance games yeah. um and those you know, Game
2: Boy Advance Castlevania games, man. Oh man, they're so fucking good. Like it's, well, that kind of stuff, I'm excited for. Although I, I know Castlevania is tricky, so uh, we might not see those.
0: But <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, but we could very well because it's online and it's not an actual. It's right. basically a rental. Yeah, yeah, like it. It's it's definitely something that I feel like people should. Um should check out. And I think that they give a, they give a, I think it's like a, it's either a seven day or a 30 day, I mean, like with all things, seven or 30 day trial. Um, I would definitely say it's worth it to te- check it out so that you can actually see it, especially if you have a Switch. Um, it's definitely something that you probably want to look into and take a look at because they've got some great, um, they've got some great content there. It's not full yet, but
2: they definitely need more Sega stuff. Like the, the Sega content is pretty lacking. Um,
1: yeah, it really is. There's so many
2: great Sonic games that I'm just like, uh, um, but I would also love to see them like dreamcast games. Like if that, that's something that could go into in the future. Like, yeah, it's, you know, this announcement had me excited for sure. Um, Yep. But uh that was all I had. Um I know it's a lot of we were all over the place today. Um
1: Yeah, we were. But
2: like we didn't really watch anything new, so next week yep. I'm sure we're going to have a lot to say about a- Ant-Man. I'm going Thursday night. Um uh,
0: We're going Friday, I think. Let me okay. just double check my my calendar. Uh let's see here. I'll go into my Oh, you know what? Can we just say you know, give the big El Duce two middle fingers to AMC with their stupid tech, ticket pricing, which is going to fail this Oh, yeah. I
2: Like, I, I had that in notes, in my notes, and I was just like, is this even worth talking about? Because, like, I, I feel like two months after it's launched, it's going to be like, okay, well, that didn't work out. You know, because, like, people yep. are just going to buy cheap seats and then sit in the expensive seats. And then you're like, you're going to have customers complaining and like, it, it's, it's just going to turn into a hassle and yes. they're just going to have to probably have to just roll it back. So.
0: It will, it's going to be okay. So like, I, okay. So, um, yes, I'm going to see it on Friday. So we'll be able to talk about it. Uh, I'm super excited. Uh, Jonathan majors looks like he's having his moment. Um, and like like I love the fact that they're making the distinction now that this is King the Conqueror that we're seeing yeah. and not the one, not the same one that we saw in Loki, which was a different King, uh, which was a different variant of King, which I love. I love that we're kind of <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but I love the fact that we have like people have to be told this. But like comic guys like us, like we saw the suit and we're like, oh that's King the Conqueror. Like, come on, like you're you're literally giving the King like outfit, which you didn't give us in the in the first appearance. So we know this, but everybody else has to be indoctrinated into this stuff. Like you know, Kevin Feige with his hat comes on. This is King the Copper, uh, which is different than the King. Um. Uh, something we have not talked about. We have not talked about Ant Man, um, quantum Media
2: yeah i i'm excited though to watch it and i'm i mean i'm sure it'll be a very marvel heavy episode uh next week so uh that's yeah. that's everybody's heads up we're gonna we're gonna
0: spoil amy next week so yes <laughs> a big time we will talk about all the things except for maybe bill Murray. i don't know, um, I don't know. It'll, it'll depend on how good uh, how, yeah how, but we'll how see how,
2: how it goes <laughs> Um, yeah <laughs> so uh, go go check out everything else we're doing over at the website xwingfiles.com you um, can follow me on twitter if you want to at deadpool 1979 dedpool L one nine seven nine, and i'll let adam plug his stuff
0: yes uh, you can um, read my stuff and logan's uh, on Um we've got some Good stuff up there. Uh, next week uh, we have another. We have another uh, moving pictures from Logan. Um, I will not ruin what he's actually talking about in this one. Um, and uh, we'll have that on Friday. Uh, we'll have that posted on Friday so I can talk a little bit about it on on Saturday. Um, but uh, there's that. And then, of course, like, you know, all the other written content, Marie is getting back into the swing of things. So if you know my site, um, you know that's actually a great thing because she's always giving you she's always giving you the best reviews of the site. Like, you know, like I've said before, she's the best of us. Uh, she's yeah. really
2: <laughs> – she, I, I, I just love it because you all see things that I'm just like – I don't even know this existed. <laughs> like every time you post something, I'm just like, That's I don't even know this was a thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's her though. That's her more than me, man. Like she's like, um, she's great. Like I, I love her work. Uh, it's why I have it on the site. Uh, she, she schools me every single time with every review that she has. Like she, like we're gonna have, we're inadvertently going to have doing reviews on something. Um, that like literally, I was like. When I posted it or when I read it, I wasn't going to request the disc that it was about. And then I read a review and I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to I'm going to watch this and I'll review it myself, too. Uh, So there's that kind of stuff. And like I said, like we we eventually have to get her on the on the show. I mean, she's around at this time. Uh, like even though she's in britain like this is this is definitely her. T- like she could like whenever we've talked it's always been around this time frame so i think that we could probably get her on because it's evening time so we'll have to figure out something that's really kind of special and centric to her
1: uh, yeah, to have a conversation about yeah yeah
0: but yeah uh movie guys and then like 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 logan said x-wing files um pod lasso guys you gotta listen you gotta listen Yeah, we're
2: we're having a lot of fun. We just recorded for the the episode, uh, the Tan Lines episode, where his family comes to visit. It was just such a rough episode, man. Like it's an emotional, just, just gut punch. So, uh, yeah, that that'll be up uh, in a few days. So, uh, and then go write and review us on iTunes, and uh, we'll be back next week talking lots of Marvel stuff, and you know. Who knows what Well I'm sure we're going to be talking about the fucking Flash trailer So Yes <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah we will uh We'll see you guys then
0: Number three Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit Number four Mario Number five Weird Al Number six Batman Number seven Cal Number eight The Simpsons Number nine TV Number ten every single band That stole all their MP3s But they all sold out Say all together you with me now